prophecies will be fulfilled. The Aes Sedai whispered, the dragon is reborn. What the heck? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the... I was about to say the Nightly Morning Show. Welcome to the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. (laughs) It is the finale of book one today. We have read The Eye of the World. I Mm. am Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. And we get Nerdy Nightly. And But all of our shows are in the morning. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny how that works out. You know, we just uh, we we named you named it before you knew the schedule, and that's mm-hmm. just that's just how things go. Well, I knew that that one was going to be a morning show, which is why it has morning in the title. But this one yeah. that is was also fun. in the morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it just yeah. yeah. Hi <laughs> to everyone who's watching this live. I hope that you read through to the end of the book. We're going to be discussing chapter forty-one. All the way to the end. All the way to uh, that final moment where mm-hmm. where Rain realizes the dragon, the dragon's been reborn. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which you know we already knew from the show, and like that's yeah. fine. And honestly, like we've talked about this before, <clears throat> but I did feel like throughout the book, it being from Rand's perspective really makes it feel like he is the dragon, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was not not like a big surprise. But, uh, wow, the ending is different. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you have only watched the show, <laughs> I, like, I don't even, I wouldn't know how to explain the ending of the book to you. No. Just, uh, just purely because the book does everything differently. <laughs> Literally everything. <laughs> and, like, so we have this shirt, You Don't Want to Be Moist Crossing the Blight. Thank you to everyone who's bought a You Don't Want to Be Moist Crossing the Blight this shirt. This is so much Funnier it's so much funnier now, now that we've read the book. Well, this this became first of all, everyone's moist crossing the blight because it's Everyone. so muggy and sweaty. Yeah. But also, we're going to get to it with Nynaeve. Being moist in the middle of the blight. Nynaeve gets moist in the blight. Yeah. We need to do a follow-up shirt to this one that says Nynaeve gets moist in the blight. Oh my god. Um oh my god. Uh, yeah. So uh, before we before we like talk through it like we usually do, I just want to ask. Um, in tr- the the thing that we were told coming into the finale here mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm. hey, the end of Eye of the World is complicated and confusing, and mm-hmm. a lot of book readers have struggled with it for a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about that first before we get into it because uh-huh. you and I are of the same mind of this, uh-huh. which is, I did not find it that confusing. <laughs> I did not either. I don't like, and I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want that to come across the wrong way. To, mm-hmm. to yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I, I feel like I very much understood what happened at the end, and it's so different that I don't think that the show has influenced that. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe our book readers say that it's more confusing because things get. I don't want to say backtracked in later books, mm-hmm. but like. Things that, um, um, they're not, I I don't know if they're retconned, Uh, you know, uh, apparently there are things that Robert Jordan was working out still by the time he got to like book two and three about, um, the one power and how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I just, 
I did not find it that confusing. I wonder if it might get more confusing as we jump into the next book. Um, a lot of people in our chat are saying that it's not that it is confusing in itself. It's mm -hmm. that it gets confusing once you've read later stuff and the magic acts differently. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, th I think that's what it was. Because right now, I feel like I know, I feel like I understand. I have a decent grasp on what happened. Um, yeah, it is interesting looking mm -hmm. at the way that the show adapted it mm -hmm. from taking the eye of the world and turning it into a sangreal, I think is what it was. Because the women's one is the angreal, right? And the men's is the sangreal. Oh, um, uh, and so mm, she gives sure. <laughs> Rand the sangreal for the final moment instead of him pulling the power out of the eye of the world. Oh, oh, in the show. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't mean to like jump ahead to that, but I, I will say like the thing that I am disappointed in the show version in that specific thing mm -hmm. is that the eye of the world is created by men and women. Yes. And the sangreal is only created by men. Yes. And I think that one of the things I found really fascinating about the way that it's handled in the book is that the eye of the world being created by men and women means that this first victory against the darkness in this latest war here mm -hmm. is a victory of all people yeah because the two sides came together and it is a foreshadowing of the fact that in order to defeat the dark one the the side in and the side dar are going to have to be brought together again mm -hmm. and i 100 by making it the sangreal in the show you're not foreshadowing the theme of coming together to fight darkness yes the yeah. way that the book does mm -hmm. and it allows it allows Rand to channel really strong magic in the show and like you know defeat. Um, I think it's Agenor in the show, right? In the show. This is the thing. Okay, so this is the thing that we've been getting YouTube comments about since we watched the finale was <laughs> that we called the guy on the show the Dark One. Yeah. And everyone is like, that's not the Dark One. And we we're like, what do you mean? Of course it is. <laughs> of course it's the Dark One. It's the guy with the red fire eyes and fire mouth. Now that we've read this, the red fires and fire mouth are the Dark One. But the guys at the end are Agenor and Bathamel, who are Forsaken, who are not in the show. Yeah, so do you think the show, do you think that's going to be Ishamel? Is that Ishamel? Ishamel? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Because I, do, I think... They I, don't say his name in the show, so I, I don't know. He could be any, he it, could literally be anybody. Could be anybody, yeah. it um It's one of those weird things where, obviously, the show, for sake of time is going to have to most likely compile mm -hmm. a bunch of the Forsaken into a few smaller roles. Because it sounds like there's like a Like they did with the dark bunch. ones in this book. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's go I'm, I'm sure dark that there ones. are a lot of Forsaken. Um, um, Robert Slatton brings up an interesting mm -hmm. point. It also allows Rand to channel clean side in for the first time because the eye of the world isn't tainted. Yes. That's really interesting, Robert. Mm -hmm. That is a really interesting point because there is no taint on the side in that he channels. Yeah. But there is in the show. Yeah, and he mm -hmm. says he, like, can feel it. Yeah, he can already feel the taint in the show. <laughs> well, he's just stroking He's just stroking that taint. Stop you know, it. he's grazing up against it lightly with Stop. his cheek. Stop that. Um, yes, um, thank you, Mods. Uh, guys, no spoilers. We are speculating here. Mm -hmm. um, don't tell us if we're right or wrong. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> sometimes we just we just spitball, and, and it's, it's part of the fun of it. But, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I feel like in the show it's going to be... Shamael, um, or maybe it is the Dark One, but, uh, but yeah, that made everything, like, way more confusing. Yeah. Yeah, completely changing who is where at the end of the show. Honestly, going into the season two, we're going to talk about it. I don't know what they do in season two. Because they've changed no something idea. so drastically. No idea. But what, well, that's going to be a talk for next week. Next week's episode is going to be a full book one breakdown and book, book versus show comparison. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. our... Um, predictions for where book two goes and where season two goes 
for now, let's get into the plot of this episode, because yep. this episode, uh, the this... plot of these chapters, Yep, because a lot happens. <laughs> a lot happens. We haven't even got the gang back together yet, although what's, it does happen basically What's crazy is the book up until now feels like it moved really slow. And then everything moved so fast. And, and Robert Jordan was like, oh crap, I gotta like get this out. And the reason they go to the eye of the world is explained. Yes. Like, the why, because the show, mm-hmm. I know I said show comparisons would be next week, but the show does a thing where she's like, okay, well, I have the dragon, we're just going to go to the eye of the world and we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. In the book, they, she doesn't, she wants to go train them first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. CJ Boodwell, thank you so much for that super chat. Thank you, CJ. Appreciate that. Uh, in the book, they in the show, they just go, right? Yeah, but in yeah, the yeah. book, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to just go. She I, It feels like Moraine is like, okay, we're going to go, we're going to figure out which one's a dragon, we're going to train him, we're going to get him ready. Yeah. And then she gets information uh-huh. in this scene, this first scene here that is really important yeah. to why they end up going up to the eye of the world. Yeah, there is like so much, like the, the funniest scene in this book so far, apart from the mm-hmm. line about Egwene, about Perrin being like, men don't need to be trained to be men, and she's like, that's why you're so bad at it. It's good line. Um, but no, my... my <laughs> and Tom Merlin's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. My or no, fa- Elias. Is it, yeah. Was it Elias? Oh, I think it was, it's Elias. It was Elias. Yeah, because it's later in the book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, my, my favorite scene is when they all get back together, mm-hmm. and so much has happened... Mm-hmm. That Moraine starts like finding out in the middle of this big meeting, and I just imagine her being like, "You, I'm sorry. I, wait, no, go. You what? Yeah, yeah, go yeah. back. Like what happened? Like, but that's but that's not where we start off. No, no, where no, we no. start off is Rand has made it back to the Queen's blessing. Let's get to that conversation because we're going to talk yeah. about that conversation. Mm-hmm. Rand gets back to the Queen's blessing, and he's like, "Hi, hi, 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 hi. The Queen wants me dead." And the oh, no. and Gil, the the barkeep, is like. You need to get out of the city right now. Oh, yeah, Aleda, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Al- you, we, you do not mess. We do, do not, not talk about Bruno, and you do not <laughs> mess with Aleda. Those are the two rules. <laughs> and Rand is like, ah, uh, oh, 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 yeah, okay, okay. Uh-huh. And then the white cloaks just show up, and it's like, oh my god, the 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 net is closing around Rand so fast at the beginning of this. Yeah, because it's the queen and Aleda, and then it's the white cloaks. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's the dark ones, dark friends, and. Like Trollocs and everything. Like, yeah, they're, yeah, Rand is sweating at this point. Yeah. And then, so he's, so the dark one, the, the, the white cloaks show up and they're being all pissy. And Gil is like, <laughs> not in my house, not in my house. And I love I, him so much. I loved it. I loved it so It gave me such joy and, reading and, it. I was like, oh. There's, he's like, you think you're going to put the dark fang on my door? The dragon fang? Uh, Good luck. Good Good luck. uh, Please, please, please try and put the dark fang on my door. Bring it. Yeah, bring it. Al Dan, thank you for the super chat. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, But my favorite, (laughs) one of my favorite things about Robert Jordan's writing, and he does it a lot, and Mm. I don't, I don't see a lot of other writers pick this out as like a detail about humanity, but I find it so fascinating how intently Robert Jordan um, focuses on it, and it's the way in which people watch something happen without watching it happen. And he's very deliberate about describing characters participating in a conversation by participating aloofly. And like... <laughs> he wasn't listening, but he was listening. Yeah, and it's it's one of those weird things where like, I don't know a lot of books where I've had such a like visceral connection to that theme mm-hmm. of how characters can exert their force and their power into a conversation without participating in it. Mm-hmm. And Robert Jordan just has a way of describing 
it in a way that lets me as a reader feel like I understand what it feels like for the people in the room. Like yeah. mm-hmm. the, the oppressive nature of the way Lan is always analyzing the room and is always watchful of them. Mm-hmm. I feel the oppression of that as I'm reading the book mm-hmm. and what that the like suffocating nature of that and how that would feel to be in those conversations. And I just think that it is such a it, it, I, I don't see a lot of writers focus on those characters. It's usually a like throwaway line like he's there in the corner listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But Robert Jordan takes the time to go this is exactly what he's doing mm-hmm. and this is the way that you know that he's listening without listening. Yeah. And it's, it, it really, it happens a lot in this book, particularly because of Lan and Tom. Totally. And then in, um, uh, in this scene with the many men in the room who are ready to fight the White Cloaks. 100%. Um, it, it's, um, it's one of those things where we've kind of all been there mm-hmm. and it's something that we understand but it's such a, like, um, not uh that's uh, that's the wrong word it it's it's not something we always do intentionally yeah mm-hmm. right you are you are constantly observing and listening and you have a sense of awareness around you for the most part which is just like part of our being yeah. um mm-hmm. and robert jordan is kind of able to put this into words and and um and also differently for 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 all the people that he writes about, John last name long John long last name brings up it's a military thing. Warrior and fighting men do this often, and I think that this might be a testament to Robert Jordan's military history um, mm-hmm. and being a veteran, and that being just a part of his the way that he views the world and his. You know, there are a lot of people who view the world that way. Mm -hmm. There are very few who are able to put it so beautifully into words the way that he does. Yeah. And I I think that that I think that ultimately what I'm taking away from the eye of the world uh, is how beautifully Robert Jordan is able to put his point of view on the world onto a page. Yeah. I think it's just this book is remarkable. There's so much of Robert Jordan in this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it feels like uh, I've never had like a favorite author, mm-hmm. so to speak, because when I read books, I, a, a lot of the times I don't notice a specific author's flavor or take mm-hmm. on this, but I think that, like, I know it's only one book, but I do feel like Robert Jordan has a unique voice mm-hmm. through a novel, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the, the White Cloaks obviously leave because they would get they their were about booties. They their butts. Yeah. Booty slapped around. Yeah. And uh, a cook enters the room and she's like, oh, there's a lady in the kitchen. She asked for Rand and Matt by name. And Rand is like, dark friends. Wait, I didn't tell the dark friends about Matt. Wait a second. <gasps> and no, then no, he thought he thought it was Alayda. Oh, yeah, he thought it was Alayda already. Alayda yeah, showed yeah, yeah. up. He's like, oh, no. And then he's like, wait, Alayda doesn't know about Matt. And then he just <laughs> starts running to the kitchen. And I love Gil being like, like, you idiot. You don't. Wait, wait one second. Just, just chill. Like, um, but there's not a lady in the kitchen. There's multiple ladies because we get the first of, we get the first of many interactions. We get the first of many reunions here. Mm-hmm, um, this is mm-hmm. the best one. The next one is the worst one. Mm-hmm. But we do, we, we get them together and we get to see Nynaeve in the a different way for the first time in this book. Yeah. Where she is truly, like, joyful and soft with Rand for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it, it is nice to see, uh, because of the way she's been written earlier in the novel up until this point, it is nice to see this other side of her, and obviously yeah. to see Rand and Egwene come together in a way that, you know, 
I, I know that getting everyone together matters to both of them. Yeah. But getting the two of them together matters the most to the two of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can tell. Like, there's a, there's a real love between the two of them. Yeah. Even if definitely. they're both <laughs> really shitty at, like, giving each other space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's a... Uh, Elaine. Who's Elaine? <laughs> should you uh, should you tell uh, should you tell him about Elsa? We'll get to that conversation because that happens yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone's back together, and yeah. uh, this is where we get into something that does technically feel like it happens in the show, where Moraine finds out that Matt has the dagger. She knows immediately mm-hmm. looking at him, which mm-hmm. I found really interesting. Yeah, um, she like she can she can sense it so quickly, and this like sense of the one power and like dark like darkness like um this awareness that probably most Ice and I have if not all of them is mm-hmm. um it's really fun because you never know like what's gonna sh- how it's going to show up. Um, yeah, and uh, it, she she can tell the difference between the Dark One's power and Mashadar. Yeah. And I really, I, I this distinction, I was confused about what Mashadar was. Because mm-hmm. I thought, like, Mashadar was an evil, so evil, like, the, one of the e- most evil of the Dark One's minions. Mm-hmm. That, like, the Dark One's other minions are so scared of Mashadar. But it seems like Mashadar is completely, like, just, like, it's a neutral thing. entity. Yeah. Which I- is... I, like the fact that those can exist is fascinating to me. Yeah, that it's that not everything that is bad is uh, an extension of the dark one. Also, right, yeah, yeah. did you add my eerie emote to YouTube? <laughs> did you do that? Yeah. Thanks. Great. What have you never seen the Claris U emote on YouTube? On YouTube, no, no. I uh, uh, thank you, Alec, for. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I added that. It's my favorite photo of you. You're so cute there. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Mashadar is is like a completely different... <gasps> Thank you. Piecing together episode 6 and chapter 41, did you get that Elaine and her siblings were related to Moraine Damadred? Only because, only because of because, Twitter. Only because someone follows us and tweets at us sometimes whose name is Moraine Damadred on Twitter. Yeah. And so the only reason I know Moraine's last name is Damadred <laughs> is because... Uh, of that of Twitter username. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And so, I was like, I don't think Maureen's going to marry into that family later in the series. So. No, no, I, I don't think so. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, we've kind of, we've, we've, we've seen. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> we, we, we get a very different version of the dagger here. And I want to talk to you about this because yeah. maybe it's something we should say for next week, but the dagger gets pulled out of, uh, the, the dagger, like, Oh, okay. So, Moraine goes to the bed. Sorry, I get distracted by the super chats, y'all. They mean so much. They're very kind. Thank you, <laughs> Thank Typhonist. You. Um, they The dagger gets thrust mm-hmm. at um, Moraine. Yeah. And Lan appears out of nowhere to be like, yeah. and I was like, God damn, Lan, you sexy stud of a man. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I love the way that he describes it, that Matt is curled up in a ball, and the only thing and, that's coming out of it... But his arm is, like, yeah. out. Like, that he's, like... It, 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 yeah, he is obviously not in control, and we find out that barely even remembers mm-hmm. a lot of what happened. But that, like, image is so, like, creepy. Like, that's, like, that's like horror-level creepy. Yeah, and so the, uh, the, this was very described like a horror, it, like body horror. It was really cool. Yeah. And so Moraine kicks everybody out, mm-hmm. and... She, we just kind of get them in another room. They're waiting and Moraine comes in. She's like, I warned you. Matt comes in. Uh, Moraine looks exhausted. (laughs) Yeah. And Matt looks like a completely different person. Mm -hmm. He's very chipper. He doesn't remember what happened. Mm -hmm. Importantly, 
And he still has the dagger. Yeah. And Moraine is basically like, there's nothing I can do here. I've done what I can. I need I need more I said I if we're going to fix this. Yeah. And the show cuts that. Yep. And I feel like this is going to be important to, like, why everyone ends up in Tarvalon in book two. Yeah. Because <clears throat> there's not really, a, like, Matt and Perrin don't have a reason to go back to Tarvalon, but the book gives them one. Mm-hmm. But the show, mm-hmm. and I know that at the end of the show, they just show Matt in Tarvalon, because mm-hmm. I guess it was the closest city to where he leaves them behind. Yeah. But it's it's very it's very interesting that, like, they took away the... I I, I, I don't know. I, I miss the... In the show version, I think that when I go back into a rewatch, I'm going to miss the lingering effect of the dagger. And, like, the it, it really minimizes <laughs> yeah. the damage or, or the, the danger of that device. The after effect? Absolutely. Um, I just want to say hello to the Dusty Wheel. Thank you so oh, much hey, for Dusty being Will. here. Oh, hey, Dusty Wheel. I agree. I actually really enjoyed the scene in the show where Maureen pulled the darkness out of the deck. Oh, the visual of it was fantastic. <clears throat> that was yeah, very yeah, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. I, like, definitely one of my favorite parts as well. But yeah, the after effect of the dagger still being there and still being relevant mm-hmm. because we know from a dream earlier on that the dagger is actually important to who Matt is as a character. And from Min's, for, Min's purge, uh, prophecy. Oh, Min's prophecy, but also, also, um, in the dream, there are three little statuettes. Oh, the one, figurines. The yeah, figurines. Yeah. One has a wolf beside it, one has the sword, and then one has the dagger. And mm-hmm. Matt picks up the one with the dagger, and the dark one's like, ah, oh, so that one's you. Which means that the dagger is has to be related and is not going anywhere anytime soon. Well, and Jonathan O'Neill brings up an interesting point. He says, uh, the way Matt calls out their fears and thoughts is great. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about that is they seem to have taken that away from the dagger and given that to the black wind in the ways in the show. True. Because the... The fears and what you know, their their darkest thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that I I expected that from the Black Wind. Yeah. But obviously, that doesn't happen. The Black Wind is more of a like force than it is like a like a telekinetic terror. thought thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I mean, so it, it it's just interesting that they seem to have taken that from it, it, and that's like a fun way to adapt something, right? Is take something from one place and keep it in the show by giving it to another force. Yeah. Um, and I I I, I kind of like that version of it. It's it, I don't think that. The possession aspect of Mashadar can get a little bit like, well, Matt's not in control, so like he doesn't, he's not accountable for his actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of like that in the show, he is a little bit more accountable for his actions because of the way that it's handled. Yeah. But yeah, just just interesting the way that that they, they adapted that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It w- mm-hmm. Yeah, I. It's weird because I don't know because I I feel it in my bones that this dagger is going to be very important for many more books to come, and so I don't know what the show is going to do with it. Mm-hmm. I also wondered. Um, I also wondered if, and I, I like we kind of already talked about this a little bit, and mm-hmm. so I, I don't I don't I don't know if I actually like think this anymore. But my first initial thought, because we don't have this from Maureen's perspective, my first initial thought was like maybe. She maybe she could do more, but she wants a reason to get everybody to Tarvalon. Um, when I first, I don't know. I buy it because she used the Angriel, right? Like she used like totally. the limits of her power, and I don't. Yeah, I think that everyone already wants to go to Tarvalon. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like anyone's even reticent about going there yet. So I don't. I don't no, know what you get out of that. And it was like a thought in my head, where I was like, I wonder if that's a hundred percent true because no. you know a lot of the themes in this book are about. Um, uh, uh, hiding information or giving part of information or, mm-hmm. you, 
know, like there's always there's always that aspect of manipulation, especially in a in a series like this. Um, but yeah, it was just it just popped into my head. I was like, I wonder if, oh, I wonder if she's like just trying to like give them more reasons to go. But yeah, I. But I don't know if I that. I, I think feel like everyone's true. on board at this point, though. Yeah. Like, and so much so that it is hard for her to convince them to not go to Tarvalon because that's the mm-hmm. next scene, right? Mm-hmm. The next scene is everybody's in the room. And they sit down, and this is where we get the 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 necessary. We've gathered back together. Let's tell each other our stories. But all of our stories are <laughs> insane. Like so, and, and what's crazy is that everyone has had a crazy adventure, mm-hmm. and people still don't believe Rand when he straight up tells them the truth. I know. And it, and what's crazy about it is Rand is like pulling names that he wouldn't know. No, I right? know. Like he's he's like. It would be crazy for Rand to be like, and then I met Elaine and Gawain and the Queen and like know all of their names and where mm-hmm. the palace is and all of these things. And for them to be like, well, great improv, Rand. Yeah. <laughs> You're so funny. You're so funny. Oh, and he's like, no, I, I, I swear to God, I'm in so much danger right now. Um, <clears throat> Chat's also telling me Maureen can't lie. So. I don't know that very... that's true. In that the book. she can't lie? It's not set up in the book. The, the, the oaths of the Aes Sedai are not in the first book. I'm assuming True. it's in later books. But if I was just a book reader, that I wouldn't know that, right? The the mm. fact that the Aes Sedai can't lie has never been mentioned in the entirety of Eye of the World. Unless yeah. I, like, missed a paragraph. No, I, I don't. I, I think you might be right on but, that one. But the concept of the concept <laughs> of the, the oaths is never mentioned. And what's interesting is in the show, on the flip side, on the show... Um, they never mentioned that the warders get like buffs, get stat buffs by being <laughs> isodized warders. No, but seriously, like uh... Lan has superpowers, <laughs> right? And so does Perrin. And those things are just never, they're never like mentioned. Yeah. It's going to be weird in later seasons when Lan can do stuff that humans can't do. But yeah. for book readers, it's not because you understand, because you've been told. Yeah. The serial also brings up another point. We talked about this on our show, spoiler chats, the reunion in the show was so, like, meh. Oh, yeah. And, like, well, nobody really cares. And I understand that there were COVID problems, and yeah. that's why the show's version of the reunion was tamped down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's the most important part, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It, it is oh, the yeah, most yeah, important yeah. scene in the book, mm-hmm. is when they come back together, because you have to... When you're telling a book about this, and when you separate your main characters and then bring them back together, the point of the reunion, narratively, is to show that the relationships are still strong despite the way they've changed from the reunion or that the relationships are weaker now because of the way they've changed from the reunion. Yeah. And that informs the rest of the book. And by by having the reunion be such a like odd moment in the show, and I get that it's COVID, and I get that Matt Barney Harris wasn't there, and so they had to do yeah. some green screen trickery. Yeah, And yeah. I, I, I understand all of that, but it, it ultimately makes it feel like the characters aren't as important to the narrative as they are. Yeah. Because they're, the important moments to the characters are given short shrift time-wise. Yeah, 100%. You you want to give your main characters the, the thing, the, you want to give time to the things that matter to them, not the things that matter to the audience, mm-hmm. because we have to care about them and we have to, you know, have relation, we have to have a relationship with our characters the way that they have a relationship with each other. Yeah. And ultimately, I think that, you know, when I look back at the show now, I have such a relationship with Moraine, and I have such a relationship with Lan, 
and I have more of a relationship with them than I do with the Emmonsfields Four. Whereas in the right. book, it's the opposite. I feel yes. like Land and Moraine are a little bit untouchable to me. Right. But the Emmonsfields Four or Five with Nynaeve are are very. I have, I'm very much in relationship with them when I'm reading. Yeah. And yeah, that's clearly 100%. a choice on the part of the show, mm-hmm. and I don't hate that choice. I think that Moraine and Land are interesting point of view characters. Absolutely. But it is it is clearly intentional on who the show wanted to put on the front because we see all, all the moments that are important to Moraine and Land in the show. We spend time with. Mm-hmm. We don't get that time with the things that matter to Rand or Matt or Perrin or Egwene or um, Nynaeve. 100%. Um, Metheny, thank you so much for that super chat. <clears throat> Metheny says that Tam actually warns Rand that what the I said, I, I said I say is always true, but they don't always, but they, like, what you're saying may not always be, like, the whole truth or a part of the truth. Oh, right? there is, like, a... sure, but that's, that, that that's, like... At that point in the book, we don't know what Tam knows. Yeah. And, like, that, we learned that bit from Tam in a part of the book where we're learning all about all of this as myths. Yeah, right? Like, legends are remembered as legends and are not always the way that they're remembered or talked about or, you know, like, superstitions about such and such group and this and this group. And so it is, yeah, at that point in the book, it is kind of difficult to parse out what is actually true? Yeah. Because, um, yeah, there's a lot of things that we learn that are that change and that are sh- shaped by the world in a way that's actually not what people think they are, right? Uh, I just want to point out, it's been a half hour and we haven't uh, gotten cool. to the third scene. So yeah. Cool, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you're with us, you might be with us for a while. Thank you for being here. Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up. Grab a snack. This might be a long one. Um, Refill your water. Um, uh, the so so the conversation uh, we get into a lot of interesting things, but what the thing that keeps coming back in the conversation uh-huh. is this prophecy about the dark one. I think I took a picture of it. I, I but the, so the dark one wants to blind the serpent. Yep. To and kill time, break the wheel, and break the wheel. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. He wants to break. He wants to break that wheel. Yeah. And my question is, do we get to fight a giant serpent? At some point in the series, do you think you that think there the will serpent, be a big old a big old snake? Do you think the serpent <clears throat> is also a dragon? Oh, we'll get into that banner later. I know we will get into that. <laughs> we'll get into uh, that. Um, I don't think I do not think there are dragons in this world. Oh, but there's also the Green Man. So, like, I don't know. I don't really knows? don't know. There's Trollocs. There could be dragons. Dragon yeah. Car kind of seem, sound like tiny dragons. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> pseudo dragons. Can I have a familiar? Place? They're wyverns. Um, so, uh, but Moraine, Moraine is like, wait, 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 wait. What did the IEL say? Wait, 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 wait. What did the... What wait, the, what does Alita the, have to do with this? What, is, what, what, what about that? I what? don't think Moraine likes Alita very much. <clears throat> no, because she's Red Aja. No, I know. It's just, also, it's funny. <clears throat> one of my favorite things about this whole section, uh-huh. in the way that um, Moraine and, uh, is talking to Loyal... Because Moraine and Loyal meet each other, and uh-huh. we get that, like, very traditional speech between the two of them, which I do love, the yeah. honoring of the Builder. Yeah. And when we get to Faldara, how much they honor the Builder still there. Um, Glory to the Builders. <laughs> Moraine comforts Loyal by telling him that she is Blue Aja, and her beliefs are, are different. different than the Red Aja's. Right, because the Red Aja believed that the Ogier actually made the breaking worse by sheltering male Aes Sedai. Like, f- one of my favorite sentences in the whole thing. Wild. Right? Because... Th- it's fine, I'm Blue Aja. Like... Because <laughs> we don't know what that means yet. No, Obviously, no, no. because of the show, we We, we understand all the different factions. But right now, <clears throat> in the book, I think they have only mentioned blue, red, and black. And that's it. There is no black Aja. 
There's no Warren Bossing say. Um, there's no Warren Bossing say. And then there is no black. There is no black Aja in the White Tower. Um, yeah, we we really have only heard about two Aja and this fictional Aja you bring up. And the red Aja have this belief about the breaking of the world that is fundamentally different from the blue Aja. And it's wild. So it is so deep a lore moment that I was like, but but it's not brought up in a way that feels like a complicated lore thing. It's yeah. it feels like it's brought up in like the most natural, like this is just an understanding these two characters have. Yeah, it's not exposition. It's like yeah, they they have like she wants to be very clear about it and that she has respect for Loyal, for sure. Um, um, <laughs> Professor Spencer, thank you for that. Uh, rate the show a 7 out of 10, but really missed the prophecies of the dragon, character development for the boys, and clear depiction of the stakes. 100%. Yes. If you go back and watch our spoiler chats, that's what we. Um, that's how we feel, too. <laughs> F's, F's in chat. F's in chat. Who are the F's for? I don't know. Did someone spoil anything? There is no Warren Bussing Or Bussing's maybe say. F's for the Black Aja? I don't actually There are know. no Black Aja. <laughs> there are no Black... Oh, wait. Did the stream die? Oh, the stream died. We're oh. back. We're good. Are we good? Great. <laughs> I think we're good. I was like, why are there Fs in chat? <laughs> like, I don't Seriously. understand it. Um, um, oh, we were buffering. Okay, but we're back. Argo says, for some Great. reason, I love Showmarine more. Fell in love with the show from the first screen. I think it's because Showmarine is the protagonist of that. Yeah, I love Showmarine. I mm-hmm. love Rosamund Pike. I, like, I, it's, it's a odd choice I think made by the show that I don't know if I think it was the better choice but I love I love 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 the interpretation of of Maureen Sedai in the show I really really do regardless of whatever else the show did I um, do love uh, I do love that you brought up this black Aja and suddenly our stream died I think that that is <laughs> yeah 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 and the, don't we don't talk about Black Aja, I guess. No. We're not allowed Stop to. Stop saying it. Sorry. We um, don't exist. It's not a thing. Uh, so, Loyal tells the story of, uh, tells this epic story mm-hmm. of the ways mm-hmm. and why we shouldn't go there. And Marina's like, we're doing it anyway. And Loyal is like. No. <laughs> uh, and it, it is interesting, right? Because. Uh-huh. Lo- Moraine is like, oh, Loyal, you can go now. And Rand is like, no, he's coming with us. And Loyal's like, I really want to come with you. And then Moraine is like, okay, we're going through the ways. And he's like, yeah. God, I said I'm coming, so I'm coming, but like, I really wish I hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I the 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 idea of Loyal being like, like I could he could risk his reputation with the Ogier. By helping them. Yeah. And he still does it. And granted, he also risks his reputation by leaving. But, like, his his connection... <laughs> yeah, he took off. He's... <laughs> his connection to his people is at risk if he goes on this adventure. And he chooses to go. Yeah. And I just... It, I already love Loyal, but, like, that to me is... that That is, like... Doing the right thing, even when it is the hardest thing in the world to do... Yeah. Is what makes good characters like the best characters. Yeah. And I just I'm so in love with him now. Like it's so sweet and like what a what a what a giant titanic level decision to make. Yeah. And to just be like, yeah, okay. I don't want to, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I really I love Loyal. I also love they've referenced the longing so many times, mm-hmm. but they still haven't told us what it is in the book yet. Um But you get the just, you get a feeling for what it is, right? Like 
Yeah, kind of. It's never like yeah, it's never expositionally like this is what the thing is. Mm-hmm. It's 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 always brought up in the most natural ways and you kind of get hints at what it might be mm-hmm. without, you know, someone coming in and being like, "Ah, yes, the longing." <laughs> like, well, but yeah. Yeah, but the the only reference we really get to help us understand is that the longing comes from the breaking of the world. Yeah. And like something happened to the gears in the breaking of the world that caused the longing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just a nice touch of something that like isn't important now, but when it we, when it brings, is continually brought up later, at some point I'm sure Loyal will feel the longing and then it'll become important. They'll have to like get him to a setting really quickly or something. Yeah. It'll become part of the plot later. But yeah, it, it is it is touched on in a really nice way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a thousand percent. So yeah, so there's a whole bunch of information thrown around, and Moraine is like, okay, well, I guess we're not going to Tarvalon. Uh, Robert Power brings up, it's very interesting that none of the driving force of this book is related to the dragon. It's all the Tav Taverin angle. Yes. What what I find so fascinating about that is we don't know about the dragon reborn at all yet. No. Like, we don't. We know that the three boys are Taverin. Yeah. And that's it. Like, the dragon reborn is literally the last line of the book. Yeah. Which is wonderful. Yeah. But, like, because okay, I, I, when we were talking in the first episode of the book club, mm-hmm. I was saying, like, oh, no, you can kind of already tell Randis can be the Dragon Reborn. But when you really think about it, you just know that he's the protagonist, but you don't know that he's the Dragon Reborn because the, sh- the book has not brought up yeah. that there is a Dragon Reborn. It is brought up as, like, an idea. Has it not? It's never brought up that, like, one of them could be the Dragon Reborn. Right? She just says, the the Dark One is after you. Uh-huh. We put the Dragon Reborn on Rand. And I knew that Rand was going to be able to use magic because he was the protagonist. And, like, that he would be, like, the, the hero of the story, the chosen one. But I didn't, the, the actual being the dragon reborn isn't brought up at all until the very last line of the book. It is the final thing that they say. Uh, episode huh. two, did you think the Aiel in the cage is the same Loyal mentioned to Moraine? To be fair, Ishamayel says B.A. at the end of the book. The Aiel in the cage is the same Loyal mentioned to Moraine. Um. No. No, I don't think so. Uh, Sam, thank you so much for the super yeah, chat. Yeah, thank, uh, thank you so much. I just think that that's... I, I think the I.O. was in the wrong part of the world, Sand. So I don't know that that would work. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> no, you're right. I, I didn't even... Yeah, it's weird going into this with the with the show in mind. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah, that's not really... Uh, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm having a harder time separating them than I, I would have originally thought, right? It's hard. I'd like... It's hard to not be influenced, but oh, there's yeah. a ton of false dragons brought up. But the 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 show mm. so obliquely says in the first episode, one of you is the dragon reborn. Yeah, and the the book doesn't do that. Whereas the book, Moraine is like the dark one. <coughs> um, Moraine is like the dark one wants you, yeah. and I oppose whatever the dark one wants, and that's basically why she's there. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just very different. I don't know that I would have been like, oh, Rand is the dragon reborn. Yeah. No, I think if I right. read the book first, I won't. I won't ever know how I would have felt about it though, because I did see the show first, and so, you know I can't undo that. Yeah, it's 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 honestly hard to know for sure. So um, they're in Camelin, and Moraine goes, "All right, we have to go to the Eye of the World now." Yeah, three things have come to this moment to tell me that the Dark One is going to attack the Eye of the World. We have to go there right now, and oh boy! And before they leave, they uh, they finally tell Moraine about the dreams. Oh, they do, yeah. That they've been having, and we learn about something called Dreamwalkers. Mm-hmm. And um, Moraine is like, okay, well now you have to sleep real close to me, boys. <laughs> okay, so don't I make can it weird. Protect you from the dreams. Don't make cuddle it cuddle up, boys. Don't don't make it weird. No, Mm-mm. come cuddle me. <laughs> what? That Moraine's like, just get real close to me. 
That is know. not what ha- No, this is fake news. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we find out about, like, and I, oh God, Maureen is like, I told you mm-hmm. to tell me. And the boys are like, Mm-hmm. Like, they, they've they screwed up so many times. And Maureen is just like, oh, my God, I'm surrounded by idiots. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, I could have helped. I could have helped. And right now, like, you are, because of this choice, you have made, like, you have made this so much more difficult. Yeah. yeah. Congrats. Um, Not that she could have helped, though, because they were separated the whole time. No, no, no. But at the beginning, oh, they yeah. had dreams while they were still all together. But but they were all together and she was close to them. When she could have told them that you have to, like, deny him and <laughs> denying this, like... Yeah. Uh, a fun drinking game, if you're reading the book, is take a shot every time someone says, I deny you in the second half of this book. It's great. And you'll die. <laughs> um, Literally. Um, uh, but we also... Uh, someone else brought it up in here. Uh, uh, James Goss. Perrin got his wolf bros, but also she's like, we need to find ways to protect you. And Perrin, who's just being like, he's he's just being like the most like old man in the corner is like, I think I found my own way. And she's like, I think you have. (laughs) I think you, yeah, mm -hmm, I think so. (laughs) He's like, all right. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, So they are like, all right, we got to GTFO. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) Gil, the greatest innkeeper on the face of the earth is like, all right, I got horses. I got lanterns. I got, I got supplies. And also got a (laughs) secret passage. If you go through the bat cave, if you open William Shakespeare's head and press the button, some poles will appear in the wall and you can ride those poles down to the bat cave and you can get out that way. Uh And I was like, uh why does this innkeeper have a secret exit? I don't know. I really... (laughs) I, yeah, it's oh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But it, I was like, wow, the, literally best innkeeper mm. ever. If you're gonna go to Camelin, guys. Oh yeah, sure. you gotta you gotta stop by Basil Gill. <laughs> Basil, good uh, old Basil. Yeah, no, he uh, he kind of saves their asses because you know I'm sure Elena is out looking for Rand, and we know the White Cloaks are outside snooping about, and we mm-hmm. we know that someone already tried to put a dragon fang on the door and like got. But Langren's like. Please. Yeah, uh, please. please. Also, I do love the line where they're like, hey, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, they are going to try and put uh, the dragon thing on your door. And he's like, I wish I wish they would. Good luck. Good luck, buddy. Uh, uh, the security's not going to sleep well tonight, but, you know, we're going <laughs> to yeah. be fine. Yeah, the Elizabeth sleep, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they go through the Batcave. Based um, Gil. <laughs> Based Gil. Uh, um, they go through the Batcave, and the, uh, Loyal is able to sense where openings to the ways are, the, the yeah, way yeah. gates. With way his gates. wiggling that's... ears. Why didn't his weird ears wiggle in the show? I didn't have the budget, I guess. I know, but that's such an easy puppetry thing to do, and it would have been know, so cute if his little, little ears like... wiggled. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, all good ends should have a secret exit, I guess, is the moral of the story. Yeah, um, that's how they got Roosevelt out of the hotel. Um, or Marilyn Monroe into the hotel. I can't remember. It's one of the two. I or both. I have no idea. So, There's a secret tunnel in New York City into the into tunnel. I think it's into the Roosevelt Hotel and it's how they got Marilyn Monroe in so that she could have an affair with JFK. Isn't that the like story that's told? I don't. I don't know that it's true. I just I think that that's the story because they use the I tunnels to get no Roosevelt idea. out of the hotel because he was in a wheelchair or something. I have I don't know. Literally no idea what you're talking about. Um, they reference it in I'm Amazing Canadian. Spider-Man Two. Do they? Yeah. Well, um... The secret entrance is where um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man finds his dad's secret lab. Is the tunnel that 
the is the tunnel into the Roosevelt Hotel. Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. So they find a Rescue way. Rescue says it's hundred percent true. See, I know things. <laughs> you do. I know. drink and I know things. You do know things. Also, this show is brought to you by me having alcoholic coffee. So enjoy that. And this is brought to you by Gamer Sups caffeine juice. Mm, I'm drinking Javi. She's drinking Gamer Sups. If you want to get yours, it's in the it's in the below. Links below. Um, <laughs> to power you through. This is going to be a very long yes. spoiler chat. I'm so We're sorry. not to the ways yet. We get to the gate. Which mm-hmm. is underneath some like poor shopkeeper's like shop. I love that Loyal's like, I can break it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can break it. It's Look, fine. Maureen, Maureen is a good person. At the yeah. end of the day, Maureen is a good person. And she, <laughs> I am Vendel Singh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only drink Gamer Girl bathwater. Coming soon to the Nerdy Nightly store, um, Clarice's bathwater. Um, <laughs> I never take baths, so you're you gonna know. have to start because we're gonna start selling that shit. Um, <laughs> So Loyal is like, I can break it. And Maureen's like, yeah. no, we have magic. Let's let's yeah, calm let's, down. You know, this poor this poor guy. I'm surprised that Lan didn't just pick it. Like Lan, like lock picking seems like the kind of thing Lan would know how to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they get into the they 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 take their horses downstairs. I was like, oh, they're gonna leave the horse. Nope, the horses just walk down and I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Bella um, Bella gets to come. On the whole thing. And like... They want your bath water, babe. I'm sorry. I don't fit in the bath. <laughs> That's not even a joke. I don't... I can't take baths unless I have like... He's too long. I take baths at like hotel, fancy hotels because they're the only bathtubs I can fit in. That's one day right. one day we'll have like a big claw foot, but like I li- I can't sit down in our bathtub. Li- literally. I just can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's not comfortable and there's no room for water if I'm in there. Oh, um, my God. And, uh, um, here's the thing. Okay, I'm six foot four. And here's how six foot four people take a bath. Tangent number one. Either our feet and, like, our, the lower half of our legs are in the water and mm-hmm. our upper body is completely exposed. Or, mm-hmm. and this is the better version, but also the probably weirder one to look at, you lie flat on your back with, your like, everything but your head underwater and your feet are just poking straight up in the air, not in the water at all. And so you just have really cold legs. And neither of them is great. They're, neither of them are good bathing experiences. I will have to take your word for it because mm-hmm. I'm not six foot four. I I, I literally um, I can't take a bath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. That's sucks. It wouldn't it wouldn't be as bad if we had better water pressure here, but our water pressure is mid lane, and like, so yeah. the temperature is good, but the pressure is yeah. It's... Anyway, uh, so the, 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 this is the jo- biggest cellar ever, apparently, because they managed to get everyone and the horses into the cellar. Yeah, no problem. I expected like some of them to wait outside and them to come through the cellar one at a time, mm-hmm. but they get all of the horses and all of the people and Loyal, who is ten feet tall, into the cellar. Yep, no problem. And Loyal's large horse, like. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I thought it was going to be a different species of horse, no. but it was just a really big just horse. A big and I was horse. Like, God damn, that yeah. horse! That horse deserves all the treats. That horse deserves like hundred <laughs> percent all all the apples that it wants. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a big boy. And so uh, they they do they get into the ways. Yeah, they they move a leaf down. Yeah, and uh, the it opens. Yeah, and um, the ways are very different. But also kind of the same. Kind of the same, but but different, I think, in the sense of the the backstory of them. We get so much more information about the ways and how they were created, which is fascinating, and how that they have slowly been corrupted over time. And I always, like, 
I was like, oh, the ways were created and it was just always this dark pathway. Yeah, but it yeah. used to be beautiful. It, and that's so mm-hmm, tragic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so tragic. Yeah, it's, and like I, the way that I was reading it, I was like trying, like I was able to imagine what the ways were mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And like then the comparison to what they are now was um, was just really poignant, especially with Loyal there. Yeah. Because it means so much to Loyal. Um, and like the imagery of like the like, pitting in the stone Mm -hmm. that's like acid like it's just slowly being eaten away by the air um i also love that the wind the black wind right yeah um is moraine is like i don't know if that was from the taint or if the waves were just so large that like it could have just been an inherent part of it that yeah. slowly gained power. Like, no one really knows what it is, and that's cool. Machin Shin. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. And I, I think- also I also appreciated that um, you can, like, the channeling doesn't bring the wind in the book, yeah, which is yeah. an interesting touch. Yeah, it's not that she channels and it immediately, like, kills them all. Mm-hmm. It's that her channeling is tainted there. Yeah, one of the things I will say is um, that, yeah, that it's tainted like the men's, the taint on the men's power. One of the things I will mm-hmm. say is I, I really do, uh, this was one of the sections of the book where I was like, this was really well, this was really well handled in terms of the adaptation. I think the yeah. adaptation of the ways, other than them not having their horses with them, yeah, which yeah, yeah. Um, is whatever. I mean, I obviously we want Bella to be there, but it is what it is. Uh, as the creator, she should be on along the journey, but uh, <laughs> the I actually really like that they interact with the Trollocs in the ways because it makes sense that if the the Dark yeah. One is moving his army through there, that there would be some of his army in there, mm-hmm. and so the adapting it to not just be like oh they find a bunch of Trolloc dead bodies, but they actually get attacked in the ways, and it forces them to move through the ways a little bit faster. Although the imagery <clears throat> of the like Trolloc horde that had been like frozen and melted and yeah, like yeah. oh my like. And they're like screams, like oh god! I was like, this is dark. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh um. God. Although I do wish that we had had some reference to Pat and Fane being in the ways in the show, because as a yeah, <clears throat> him clearly following them, uh, it, it it does give very much Gollum vibes. Um, <clears throat> yes. And and I guess the one the one argument against them being attacked in the ways is that it very much is, it's the minds of Moria. Yeah. Yeah, and for sure. we we talk a lot about the show on what is homage to Lord of the Rings because we are both huge Lord of the Rings lovers. Yeah. Um, and this scene plays out like the Minds of Moria in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the big one is that Machin Shin and the Balrog both have a very similar, um, uh, size Vibe. and scope and well, power yeah. <laughs> level, at power level compared to our heroes. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, so, so much so that even at the end, like. Uh, Moraine is like using her staff mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to burn. <laughs> the, I, the way that it was described in the books with her like shooting a flamethrower out of her staff, it reminded me of Qui-Gon Jinn shoving uh-huh. his lightsaber through the blast doors on the Trade Federation mm-hmm. ship mm-hmm. and melt. And I was like, slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I thought as well. Oh, we're, oh, we're going, we're going full Phantom Menace here. That's yeah. dope. Um, apparently in the ways they do show him like very briefly. We both missed that, Pat and Fane. Oh, I thought that was the Trolloc that they end up fighting. I thought it was as well. Oh, interesting. I did not realize that was Pat and Fane, but yeah, that is interesting. There's probably... I, I did. I totally missed that Pat and Fane was there in the show. That's cool. Uh, it sounds like they put Pat and Fane into like a lot of like, in, it, like briefly into a lot of things. Well, yeah, because so he's also, go back he's also in Tarvalon. Yeah. Um, He's like looking at Matt in that one He's scene. like in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, 
Orchid Eater says, I didn't much like how they lit the ways on the show. I think Total Orcus can, Darkness can still work visually. The movie Pitch Black did it very well. I agree. I thought the, I thought the path was too visible in the show. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, how could you fall off? You can clearly see where the ground is. Yeah. But that that's it's, you know it's a weird thing to have if to they went darker then people would be like oh it's just I like ga- see. Uh, episode two of game of thrones it was too dark yeah but thank you for the super chat orchid eater we really yeah appreciate thank you orchid eater. i appreciate that um, um i i like the ways i like both both versions of the ways work for me i think the mm-hmm. the black wind was the black wind really works for me in both versions yeah um i like that they took the like dagger stuff where they're like telling them their d- deep deepest fears mm-hmm. in the show i also like this version where moraine has to like burn through the way gate which was just so cool that was so dope did you when reading the book and they talked about something following them did you think pat and fame yeah you did okay well because because i yeah because of the beggar stuff yeah yeah like I was it's, just it's been so clear that he's been following them the whole time and he's not one to like attack right he like scurries away like he hides yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that yeah, it totally makes a lot of sense. I yeah, just, I mean, Showpad and Fane obviously is a different character, mm-hmm. um, a very different character. Very like they've, different. They've changed almost everything about him. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, they, yeah, I definitely thought it was Pat and Fane, especially because as show watchers, mm-hmm. we know that Pat and Fane is in Faldara. Yeah. But Faldara, not the same at all. No, it's so like at all. So different. They yeah. So they they get out of the ways. They're almost there. And They're also they in the start- ways for like. They, they camp there. One of the things that's like interesting is yeah, yeah. they, I, I can't imagine. Sleeping? Sleeping there. In there? No. I, I, I can barely sleep in my own bed. Like, I have terrible insomnia. I would be awake the whole time. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm like, literally, I need to become a warder so that I don't need to fall asleep as much because mm-hmm. I barely sleep anyway. So it would, it would help my health. So you just need to become a warder. Um, <laughs> Matt, thank you for the super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Have we played Mass Effect, the Ways in the Black One visuals, including Nynaeve's bubble, remind me of the suicide mission in Mass Effect 2? No spoilers for Mass Effect 2 because uh, she has not played Mass Effect 2. I've only played the first one. I will be streaming the second one, but I'm not there yet. I have played all three. Uh, I agree with you, Matt. <laughs> I very much agree with you. Thank you for the super chat. Um, um, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I think that I, 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 this is one of those moments where I was like, I think that this is one of the better adapted parts of the show. Um, the ways to me, I, I got the same vibe from them and that to me is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Change things, but I want like places to feel the way they feel in the original source material. Yes. And I, the ways to me, the, the nature of it felt the same. Yes. And, and that's a hard thing to like quantify or qualify, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, I really do think they did a good job. Um, I, I really do think they did a good job with this. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then they're on day two, and Rand yeah. is like, I thought you said there wasn't wind in here. And Marini's like, run! Flee for your lives! Run, you fools! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they get out just in the <laughs> She pulls out her lightsaber. Yeah. Um, I do, I, one thing I love about the book, the way, the description of getting in and out of the waves, mm-hmm. the waves, the waves, is that you, you you briefly like move in slow motion? So when you're looking through, yeah. it looks like you're like moving through Jello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that like nice little detail. No. That's fun. And and I, I I we have to call it like the way that Rand like pushes Agwinth. He's like, you have to go first. Go. Like Rand really, despite them not really being able to communicate with each other in the mm-hmm. in the book. Obviously, in the show, they straight up have sex, so like their communication is very different. Yeah. But in the book, they can't communicate with each other. But Rand 
his like his first intention in every moment mm-hmm. is to move Egwene to safety. Yes. And yes. I, I love how much the book pays attention to that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah, and then they're in Faldara, mm-hmm. basically. I mean they have to travel a little bit further. Well, yeah, and she <laughs> Moraine is like, Oh no, I broke the gate. <laughs> <laughs> we have to we have to go tell um um not Gilgamesh, um Al Algamar. Uh, Gilgamesh? What's, uh, chat, who, what's his name? Um, Agamar. Agamar. Agamar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, She's like, we have to go tell him to, to, to ward this. Here's the gate. To close this up. Close it up. I broke it. Real quick. Oh no, Uh. the ways, it's broken. (laughs) Oh God. Um, yeah, so they, they get the hell out of there. Mm -hmm. And, um, I love that, like, the immediate thing, like, getting to, um, they, they immediately get to Faldara, and everyone's like, Daishan. Hello. Daishan. Daishan. Yeah, yes. Like, it's, Glory to the builders. Daishan. Everyone is, like, in the street partying that Lan is here, yeah. and I was like, this is what he deserves. <laughs> Lan is best boy, and when he shows up, the party gets going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, ship captain. Ship captain. <laughs> Guys, uh, ship captain will return, I promise. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, I just love it. I love, I love the excitement. I love uh-huh. the joy. I love that. And what I love about the joy is. It's countered by. That Lan, that Lan is viewed by these people as bringing hope. Yeah. In this moment when they're about to, to lose hope. die. Yeah. And they, they, they view the coming of mm-hmm. Daishan as this like triumphant, oh, we're saved moment. Mm-hmm. And he's not there to bring them the news that they want him to bring. Yeah. And it's 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 heartbreaking in a way, mm-hmm. but it's also beautiful that like this man who I just I love so much, mostly because Daniel Henney's performance, honestly. Like I just I, oh, I'm so in love with Daniel Henney. I love him. But this man brings hope with him into the city. Yeah. Um and it, it just is so touching and and so it's so lo- it's it, it makes this the it, it adds the epic part of the fa- epic fantasy right yeah it's this like how deep this lore is mm-hmm. is brought about in the simple exclamation of a word that we don't even know what it means right yeah. I have no idea what Dai Shan means and yet seeing all of these people who we've never met in the book scream it at him um, scream allows it. us to understand. <laughs> how much he means to the world. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's it's character development through the actions of characters in a way that I just, I, I appreciate so much about Robert Jordan's writing. Yeah. And we find out, we, we get to learn Len's entire backstory. <laughs> Titanist nice. says, Len is the black eyed peas. Let's get this party started. <laughs> damn. 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 Yeah. But only the radio version of that song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had that album. I don't know why. I was like, 12 uh it's fine um we get lan's basically entire backstory from agamar which is really really cool and we 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 find out about the the betrayal and the politics and like the complicatedness of him losing his home yeah and like how it was all brought about and um that because well, i thought it was just that the blight encroached and exactly but the, the blight, blight got there the blight won because of the greed of man yeah and like that well in this case woman <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but, but it, it was like I was it, like, it comes down to up. the the greater story, right? Yeah, like the greater story of this book to me is that the light wins when we come together and support each other, and the dark one wins when we don't when we when we act on our own self interest and when yeah. we do things for ourselves. Yeah, and uh, it's like I was saying about the the thematic importance of 
the the eye of the world being mm-hmm. where Sidon and Sidar came together to create a weapon to fight the Dark One. Yeah. The the thematic importance of coming together and Land's backstory is thematically important to the concept of the Dark One wins when we don't come together. Yeah. The Dark One wins when we put ourselves above the whole. Mm-hmm. And that that is the underpinning of the entire book. That that is what this is all about. It's why the reunion scene is so important because when they are apart, they're on the run and there's nothing they can do in any situation except flee because they're not strong enough apart to do anything. Yeah. They're just in danger. But when they come together again, then they can head off on an adventure and actually accomplish something because they have each other. Yeah. And like that is that's literally the well, point that is the that is the message of the book and it's so important. Exactly. And like in the show, it's literally like Rand and Moraine by themselves. And I think that takes so much away. It it doesn't understand the theme of the book. Yeah. It fundamentally Mm -hmm. doesn't understand the theme of the entire novel to split them up for the final part of of season one. Yes. And I I find that really... It's it's, it's a tough pill to swallow, I think, when I do a rewatch of that finale... When they leave on their own. I I like the first seven episodes of the show a lot. I still think the first seven episodes... I think the first half of the episodes of the show are some of my favorite television from last year. Yeah. yeah. And then the finale to me is really tough. Yeah. And, um, oh, Haluk, thank you for that... um, Thank you so much for the super chat. Thank you for that super Super chat. Super duper chat. Who was your favorite character that was in the book, but not... uh, In the show, but not in the first book? Leandrin's fantastic, but that's the actress, probably. I love that actress. Yeah. Favorite character that was in the show, but not in... Hmm, how many? I mean, the Emmerlin seat. Oh, Swan, I have to yeah. say, like, she's fantastic. But I, I feel like there's not too many of them except for Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, the biggest difference. But yeah, I, I totally I totally agree with you that I think... The, I think that Robert Jordan really hit home with this theme of working together. And mm-hmm. I think, like you said, that's his background in the army. And, like, learning to, like, not put yourself first. To yeah. put, like, the greater good first in that sense of, like, bettering the world or the situation or even just the day for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, and that, yeah, that we are stronger together. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So uh, they get to, they, ooh, pumped to see the Dusty Will in the chat. <laughs> Us, too. Thank Us you for too. that super chat, G.I. Thank Sox you, G.I. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we don't watch the Dusty Wheel a lot, um, only because uh, we don't want to be spoiled. We don't want to be spoiled. I, like, literally went looking for for stuff to watch on the Wheel of Time because I was like, I'm just, I'm so into it. I want more. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, actually, I'm going to wait a little bit. The problem with Wheel of Time content for us is that almost everyone has read more than we have. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, we know that we're the new kids on the block, and Mm -hmm. we're like, we don't, I don't want to know... I, I don't want to know too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Dusty Willis saying don't. So I just, I just, I just like all of their tweets, and then I just know that one day I'll watch their show. Exactly. I've got 15 books from now. I'll be in the chat. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Robert, hi! Thank you so much for the super chat as well. Um, yeah, coming together. It's it, it. It was a theme that I don't think that the show quite understood. But the last gift of the last age allows them to win. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the pool, the eye of the world. Yeah, 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 which is amazing. And that the eye of the world is the the, the combination of men and women together make the eye of the world. Is, yes. Yes. I, I I wish that was. I just I just wish it was a line in the show that it was created by them together. I because agree. we know that the Dark One's prison was created by just the men. Yeah. And so. But also. The show does at least kind of, kind of touch on it with the, if the women had been there, 
Or no, that's not even in... Is yeah, the show, show brings up that if the women had been there, they would have won. Yeah. Like, the show the show only brings up women as being so, like, <laughs> disdainful of men that they don't help. And, like, that's not... that In the eye of the world, that's not the case. The women do help create the eye of the world. They help create this weapon to fight Darkland, right? There, there are examples of co- mm. compassion and coordination... And th- that's important. Yeah. Um. We get so we so we're, so we're in um uh, we're in Faldara. Everyone's like, <laughs> we gotta get Daishan to Agomar. Yeah. It's important. Um. We meet Ingtar, whose name was really hard for me. <laughs> yeah. As it, as a, as it's someone who who has a, a mild form of dyslexia, Ingtar. Ingtar, the word got re- it, it was tough. It's yeah. I don't know why it was so hard for me to read it, but every time it came up, I would be like, um. I think it's because that sound is not usually at the beginning of words in the English language. I keep I kept reading Gintar and I was like his name's Ingtar, but I keep I kept reading Gintar. Yeah, I yeah. I think it's just because of how the English language like what we're accustomed to. Yeah. Um, um and so Agamar's like, get in here, Daishan, he's my boy. <laughs> he's like, Oh, you're here to help us. <laughs> the boys are back. <laughs> the boys are back. Um, and I really I loved they they have a basically this long conversation. Pat and Fane like is skulking on the walls he gets taken into custody yeah moraine like takes him downstairs and she's uh, i hope not torturing him probably but torturing I, I was reminded of um <laughs> in witcher season two when Tessaia has her hands in um uh the uh the lord commander's head um oh yeah and uh oh god that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we get to, we get to this conversation where Agomar and Moraine are talking about how they have to go to the eye of the world. Mm-hmm. And Agomar's let me he's like, let me send you a hundred men. And she's like, no, he's like, let me send you 10 men. Yeah, she's she's like, like, no, no. she's like, and then he's like, he's like, don't take these, these three. three, leave these three boys behind. They're useless. You, yeah. Yeah. Literally. He's like, they, what the hell are they going to do? And she's like, oh no, it's these three that I need. And he's like, and you could just tell he's like, Ah, oh, we're fucked. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah, All right, like, pack it up, boys. He's like, um, <laughs> if, if they're the hope for the world, we're done. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, I'm gonna die tomorrow, so that's cool. <laughs> but um, Danny, sorry for that. No more witcher spoilers. We promise. Um, we uh, he does recognize that Perrin is a fighter. Yeah, which is interesting because Perrin has like no training. Wait, but no, he doesn't. He look at Rand and si- he sees no. the sword. He sees, but he looks at Perrin as a fighter, and I think that there's something about his wolf brotherness. Yeah, oh, is yeah, making yeah. him come across. Everyone is looking at Perrin and being like, "Well, and his eyes are did yellow." Did you start lifting? Like, like what, Perrin? Do, like, do you even lift, bro? Perrin, you the pecs look juicy, brother. <laughs> we love a juicy peck. We love a juicy. We love a juicy peck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We really do. We really do. Uh, <laughs> oh god um but like his reaction to like the boys in that moment and mm-hmm. being very concerned about who they are and like what that means is a reaction that like we don't i don't feel like we get in the show right like that like well because danger. But, but but this is this is what we keep saying about the show is that the show doesn't set up male channelers to be as dangerous as the book does. Yeah. Partially because mm-hmm. the Emmons Field Five don't view one of them being the Dragon Reborn as one of them being the Antichrist the way that they do in the in the, in the book. In the right? book, yeah, yeah, literally like, the Antichrist. They they literally view the Dragon Reborn as the Antichrist, uh-huh. and in the show they're told that one of them is the Dragon Reborn, and they're like, "Well, okay, we're going on the adventure," and like it's it's. The, the the show has so downplayed yeah. how dangerous male channelers are, mm-hmm. whereas the 
it, like the the show portrays it as if it is dangerous to be a male channeler. Yeah. Whereas the book portrays it as dangerous for anyone who is male to channel. Yeah. And that is a di- there, there's a difference there. There's a distinction between mm-hmm, the two mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I think like Loghain on the show kind of leans into how dangerous the Dragon Reborn could be, but um. It's just a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Thank you for the super chat. Um, you know our favorite. So, who's your favorite ship captain from the book? You know our favorite ship captain. His name is Ship Captain. <laughs> put some put some respect on his name, Scode. <laughs> put some respect on his name. How dare? Um, no, thank you for that. And um, so, yeah, it is. So, Agalmar, Agalmar's like concern that one of those boys can channel is is like deep-rooted cultural understanding of the world for him. Oh, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes it it makes it makes really tense in the room for a minute. Yeah. And Moraine has to be like, you've, you've trusted me up until now, friend. You have to trust me past this point. Yeah. And he does. He acquiesces to this thing that he very fundamentally doesn't believe in. Mm-hmm. And it makes me want to know what these people have been through together. Like, yeah. I want a flashback with Moraine, Lan, and Agamar to whatever yeah. they've been on before mm-hmm. because there's no reasonable way Agamar would agree to this yeah. with his uh, understanding of male channeling mm-hmm. unless there is some something, like, truly deep in their relationship, right? Yeah. And I want to know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three times to Varen. We got that 3x Tavarin. 3x. Three, three uh, Tavarin cubed. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this, and, and we talked about it like uh, that they're barely in Faldara very mm-hmm. long. They're there to, we meet Agomar, and we find out that they're basically marching to their deaths tomorrow. And he's like, them. You're going to stay for a couple weeks? Yeah. Which is confusing. Because he's like, You guys are going to stick around for a while, right? And, and then. She's like, no, we're leaving tomorrow. And he's like, oh, okay, that's good, because we're also leaving tomorrow. Yeah, that was, was a little... That was a little bit strange. Yeah. But yeah, it, he... And his, like, disappointment that they're not going to be able to come with him is, like... It's palpable. Understandable. But, um... You're about to go fight 100,000 Trollocs? You want you want Moraine to die. 100%. <laughs> if I'm about to fight 100,000 Trollocs, I am calling up Moraine and being like, yo, girl, get in, loser, we're going shopping. Um, tiny bladder time. I'm Are so you sorry. leaving again? Yeah, I am. I'm oh so my sorry. god, the professionalism. The subs, it gets to me. Keep talking. I'm going to just talk to chat for a minute. It must have been difficult for the show to keep the boys more or less useless for the first season. In many current shows, all characters are superhuman, which makes it difficult to build suspense. And that's an interesting point, getting wrecked. I think that one of the things the show decides to do is make the show about the who the Dragon Reborn is. And in doing so, it... Um, in doing so, it it stunts their character growth, in my opinion, because they have to cons- they have to constantly make the choice to not push Perrin's Wolf Brother stuff forward because they don't want to get too close to the Dragon Reborn to to not like push Rand's channeling forward because they don't want to get too close to the cha- um to the Dragon Reborn. And I think that a lot of my feelings about the show get caught up in their de- in that one decision to make the mystery of the Dragon Reborn, the mystery box thing that J.J. Abrams made famous with Lost, they decided to do that with the show. And I think that now that we're past that mystery box, we're going to get all that character development and it's going to be a lot easier for them to uh, use the boys the way they're used in the series uh, and, and push the characters forward now that they don't have to like make everything about the mystery box that they thrust those characters into. Uh, Sand uh, says, will the book club continue with books two, three, four? Are you going to wait till after season two? Uh, no, we're doing, so next week is going to be a full book one review mm-hmm. and comparison to the show. And then the week after that will be the first 11 chapters of The Great Hunt. 
And this is, we're continuing every Friday, y'all. We're doing four weeks of book, one week review. Except. Except for, yeah. February 11th, I think it is. Uh, that might be the, yeah. There's the second Friday of February. We're going to uh, be in LA, so we're not going to be able to do that anyways. Um, yeah, so we're we're going so to, um, we're going to, we're going to be in LA for that Friday, so that we're going to take that one week off. But Yeah, I'm so sorry. Well, we're going to have a reading mm-hmm. schedule up soon. Yes, yes. We're going to share the, the reading schedule for the next few weeks with y'all. Um, but um, yeah, before we get back into Faldara, um, someone earlier in the chat did did bring up that we haven't really talked about the Heronmark sword and that we, like it hasn't been a prevalent part of our discussions. But I don't understand. I don't know what it is yet. That's so the thing. Tough. We don't know what it is. We know that it's like a the blade of a master, and that's it. That's it. That and people recognize it. That's that's all the information we know. So I feel like if you're further ahead in the book, you can understand the like significance of it. But for us. We I we got nothing, we got we got nothing. So that's why we haven't really talked about it because yeah yeah there's um, just not much for us to say. <laughs> the Dusty Wheel says the Great Hunt is still in my top five of these books, which is very exciting. A lot of people say Great Ooh, Hunt's the best one. Really? Okay, no. I'm so excited. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, are you sure you're gonna do four segments per book instead of more, considering the amount of things to discuss? We're gonna push for four because we want to we want to get to the end of the series. Yeah, we don't want to get to the last book like two and a half years from now. Yeah. <gasps> oh, well done. Thank you for... I don't know what A is. Is that Australian dollars? This is just I for continuing know, the book club. Much love. This is cathartic for me after episode eight. Oh, thank you. I'm glad thank you're enjoying it. Thank you so much for that super duper chat. Um, Roy Mitchell <laughs> says the idea of who is the Dragonborn being a spoiler, even though it isn't, is free marketing. So that's why I think it was done. I agree with that. I just mm-hmm. think that mm-hmm. what, the mystery box television format works for marketing, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't work for adaptation because half of your audience knows what the what's inside the box mm-hmm. and the other half doesn't care. Yeah, yet. And so they it's, don't care yet. It, it's fun when, it, like, mystery boxes are fun with new properties. Like, Lost is a great example of uh, how to do a mystery box well for a couple of seasons and then forget about it. And then I, I actually like the ending of Lost. I think the last few episodes wrap it up. In a, I never got there. Yeah, <laughs> but but the problem with doing a mystery box in adaptation is that half of the audience, and and honestly, probably more than half of the audience knows what's in the box, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it it would be like if um, Peter Jackson had decided that we weren't going to know what the ring was until the end of Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. They were just going to go on the adventure, and Frodo was going to be concerned about the ring the whole time. And the problem is that anyone who's read the books knows that it's the one power, one ring. Yeah. And so for for half of your audience, you're asking the people who already care about the thing that you're adapting to sit back and watch a mystery play out that is that has that is just not interesting to them. Yeah, yeah. Because they know the end. Mm-hmm. And on for for the new audience, you're asking for them to wait to know who these characters are until the mystery box is opened. Yeah. And. I don't know. Anytime you add a mystery box to an adaptation where the mystery box wasn't in the original source material, I, I've never thought that it works. No, I can't honestly think of an example where it works either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, should we talk about Padden Fane mm-hmm. and what we learn about him? And I mean, obviously starting off right away, he's completely different in the show than he is in the books. In the books, he is, he is literally like a... a He's, like, less than human, right? Yeah. Like, he is the lowest of the low. And the the wildest part about it is this, like, compulsion 
mm -hmm. the Dark One lays on him. Like he gets he gets summoned and brought to Sheogol, right? Mm -hmm. And the Dark One basically um does something. Something. Well, we don't really know. And what I love about it is uh, he's obviously like a golem import, as Fudgy says. Um, but what I love about it is that we've mm -hmm. seen him. We've seen the the descent of him. Yeah. And so when we meet Pat and Fane at the beginning of this book, he's standing he's on his carriage and he's like, "Oh, look at me! I'm Pat and Fane. It's time for me to tell you the story of the outside world. There's war in Gilded. The, the, yeah, the yeah. dragon reborn. Yeah, and so yeah. <laughs> to, to watch him go from that and through his interactions with the boys mm -hmm. and clearly his interactions with Shia Ghul to watch him to, we get to watch Smeagol become Golem instead of just having Golem at the beginning and Smeagol's yeah. a flashback at the beginning of the third movie yeah right like uh -huh. that that is such a like fascinating way to handle this character yeah and it, it 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 does in a way make me more empathetic towards the journey he's been on while also acknowledging like he, he chose evil and like that's yeah. hard but like he kind of regrets it now maybe yeah. or part of him does and part of him doesn't like that's complicated yeah right because it's it's you know one of those things where people who are in power and manipulate others will mm -hmm. promise you things once they get what they need and, uh, and and like what do you have to endure to get there and Pat and Fane has endured things that like we like we because Moraine does not understand mm -hmm. um like this this idea of like distilling him and like laying this compulsion on him where he cannot rest until he drops dead. Yeah. With, uh, like until he finds the the boys and that's like oh, horrifying. Yeah, I I wish they'd given this to show Pad and Fane a little bit just because that actor is so talented. Oh, the actor that I feel like he yeah. would have like I I wish they'd given show Pad and Fane more only because in that final scene that we get of him in the show, mm -hmm. he, like, and in the in the first episode, I think the show Pat and Fane is one of my favorite actors on the show, honestly. I think that he yeah. is, like, he has a magneticism to him that just his charisma is, like, off the charts, right? Yeah. And so I, I, I hope that he is given a lot to do because I feel like every time he's on screen, I am electrified by his presence. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I like show Pat and Fane a lot. I, I think that the final moment is a little bit... Um, underserving in the show, and we'll get to the horn and all of that at the end. But um, the the actor who plays Pat Fane on the show is such incredible casting for that character, uh -huh, and uh -huh. I, I can't wait for more of him. Yeah, I am actually really hopeful that um, that in later seasons we see a kind of decline to Pat and Fane because right now he is still very much the cheery peddler that we meet at the beginning of the books. Um, and yeah, I, and I hope that he does get some kind of arc some like yeah because he just has big fall. dick energy yeah like show pad and fane big dick energy. if you look up big dick energy in the book in the dictionary in the book in, in the, the book. dictionary in the uh in the back here. oh yeah in the glossary actually the if glossary. you look in the glossary of this edition of eye of the world uh there is big dick, big energy. dick energy oh it's pad and, and fane. yeah it's just a picture of pad and fane yeah, yeah, yeah. weirdly it's a wow. picture of the show actor yeah he wasn't even born yet well maybe i don't know <laughs> the book's 20 years old how do you think that how old do you think that actor is he does not look the same <laughs> it was working and then he I ruined wasn't it. Boring. You know what? I ruined it. It, it doesn't this it does Let's feel like this was written like fifty years ago. <laughs> yeah. But it's not, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not in like a bad not in a not in a bad way. Um Ingletar wants to know what we thought of the story of Malkir and the poet. Uh it's, Malkir and then the poet. And Land the poet. When when Land like like so, when Rand is like Land doing poetry. Oh, 
Uh, it was hot. And I understand why it got Nynaeve wet in her knickers. Yeah. You, you, if you're Nynaeve, you're moist cl- crossing the blight. That's for sure. She, she gets moist crossing the blight. Yeah. You don't want to be moist crossing the blight, Nynaeve. Read the shirt. I cannot believe how much funnier this is, yeah. having read the book. The big dick energy <sighs> definition is in the Bible, yes. Jesus had big dick energy. Yes, yes 100%. Um, um, 1,000%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Maureen... <laughs> I can't say that joke. Potentially... Oh, God. So they go to bed. Yeah, Maureen potentially... <gasps> Dusty wheel! What? Congrats on your success. Robert Jordan said, in the first chapters of The Eye of the World, I tried a Tolkien-esque feel by way of saying to the reader, okay, this is familiar. Do you like or dislike the Tolkien similarities so far? First of all, thank you Thank you so, so much. much. That is remarkably That's kind. That's a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious chat. Yes, it is. That's what we have dubbed that. Um... um I love, actually, the token references because they never feel like they are copied and pasted. Mm -hmm. They feel like they are respectfully homaged. Yeah, uh, when we were talking um, a few episodes ago about Shadar Lagoth, and we were talking mm-hmm. about how it is Rohan if Grima yes. Wormtug was never taken out of um, if, Rohan. Yeah, if they want. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the way that Robert Jordan treats the Lord of the Rings in this series almost as if it is one of the past ages of this world. Yeah. There, there, there's just a lot about... There's a lot about the way the... There's a lot about the way Robert Jordan infuses hints at the Lord of the Rings or homages to Lord of the Rings that feel like it honors the fact that this book couldn't exist without Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm, but also mm -hmm. acknowledging that this book is an evolution of our fantasy culture from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And it's a bit of both. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is the best way to homage the thing that inspired you to write the thing that you wrote. Yeah. And I think that, I I just think it's beautiful the way that he did it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All the, like, little things that we pulled out, they feel, like, familiar in, like, a warm way and not like, oh, I've read or seen this already mm-hmm. right and i think that that's 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 how you do it that's how you like pay tribute that's how you yeah respect someone else's work while still well well making it your own right he does he really does make it his own and we have been told that in later books uh, it's more of his own thing and then mm-hmm. this first one definitely has a lot like pulls a lot from it but yeah it never feels stolen yeah it's it never feels like it's a bad thing um it's like a warm friend. <laughs> uh, Fano Fekes says, Dusty Wheel asks good questions. Maybe he should make a YouTube channel about Wheel of Time. <laughs> have you thought about a YouTube channel? Yeah, Dusty Wheel? have you have you considered that? That's, that's not an idea. You should, just, I'm sure there's a um, market for that. So here, so we, we, it's time to go to the Blight. Time to go to the Blight. And so this is where I think that the show's adaptation doesn't do a good job. Um... Because the blight in the show to me, everyone was like, oh, they're going to go to the blight. It's dangerous there. And that, and I was like, you don't want to be moist crossing the blight. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. this hilarity came from. And then in the show, the blight is just a bunch of trees. And nothing happens in the blight. And here's the thing. I have to say, I actually loved the design of the blight in the show. Having never read what the blight was, I loved the, like, almost inside-out trees. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I loved the visual of it. I, I understand what they were going for, but it, but, but but the blight wasn't like and it's not it, anything. It's not anything. It just looks cool. That's in, all. In the show, they in the show they're like don't touch anything, and then they fall asleep like on a tree in the blight. And in the, the and I think that this is COVID, and I think that this is not having enough episodes. But the blight is the big climactic action sequence of the book, uh-huh. and it's awesome. 
Like, Lan running into the trees and coming back more bloody every time yeah. is so oh freaking God. cool. And, yeah. mm-hmm. like, the fact that Matt is a good archer and he's so... Yes. Lan puts Matt at the beginning of the party because he's legitimately valuable for his ability to be an archer. Big Perrin, Perrin is used because his axe can get through the trees mm-hmm. and he's at the back of the party because his axe can fend things off from the back. Moraine has a flamethrower and is using a flamethrower in the danger jungle and it's freaking cool! In the danger jungle? And they're together. They're a team. Yes. And they're a team. And Mm -hmm. all of these things together are so cool and and character building and and like it feels epic and it feels huge. And the show feels the finale of the show feels so So small. small. And I get the COVID and I get I get all of the I get all of the excuses for that, right? Yeah. But you're adapting this. You're adapting this epic moment of like the grand chase from multiple kinds of monsters in this huge forest of danger. They don't know where the end is. The end, the they green man to, comes when he, they need him he, the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and what we got was just kind of like a, a short walk. Like they they go on a hike that like we've on been on. Yeah, that 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 would be a hike that would be if if I were to look at like hike tracker or whatever that website's called, mm-hmm. we wouldn't go on that hike because it would be too easy for us. And I'm not even that in that good of shape. You just put on some good hiking boots and. and uh, yeah. It's tough because I love the first seven episodes of the show. I really love the first seven episodes of the show. I love the characters. I love I love Nynaeve and Lan. I love a lot of it. Yeah. And then the finale is just so small. And the moments and the, the finale of the book is so big. It's so big and epic and character driven. Yeah. And I just, it, it, it's tough. The scale of it is wrong. Yeah. Like it just, it feels, it feels wrong. But I was trying to start with like something nice where I was like, oh yeah, the plate, the design that they were, that looks really cool. But nothing but, like, happens That's in it. But that's the only good thing I have to like say the tree, about yeah, it, it. The trees look decayed and cool. Yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah. yeah, the design looked dope. But other than that, everything is off about it. And mm-hmm. the moment, the moment where, I, I, first of all, I love that Maureen is like, no, I'm a channeler. We're going to be fine. Nothing's going to just stay close by and it's all going to be fine. And then Matt is like, it looks like those trees want to grab us. And uh, the, it's funny. Egwene and Nynaeve always like shit on Matt. They're like, <clears throat> and then the trees literally <laughs> attack yeah. them. And I was like, this is horrifying. And Maureen is like, this shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. Like the things that I know to be true are no longer true, mm-hmm. um, which, which is... I mean, horrifying. There's literally trees coming out and, and like, these, like, not Trollocs, but, like, I almost felt like they were Trolloc-like monsters that had been, like, mutated. Well, it feels like all of the monsters are mutated from a similar, like, strand. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. it's just, like, different kinds of mutations. Like, the Trollocs are a kind of mutation. The drug car are, like, Trollocs with wings. Uh-huh. The the worms are, like, these horrifying, very scary things that I don't, I don't ever... I, I don't ever yeah. want to see one. The stick... The sticks are cool, and that they're just called sticks. The sticks, you don't touch the leaf. The stick will bite you, and your whole body will just decay if you don't cut your finger off. But I love that they don't give them another name. They just call them sticks. Sticks. And it's like, that's a stick, and that's a stick, but that's just a stick, and that stick will kill you. Mm-hmm. That stick, will, you will die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, don't touch the sticks. And they, they get into this epic fight, and it's awesome, and mm-hmm. it's rad. And then they get to a hill, and they're like, we should go to bed. Uh, wait, no, no, no. Do they get to the hill? No, that's no, the second day. No, the hill day. is the second day. The stick is the first day. Because they're not even really in right, the right, light right, 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 right. the first day, apparently. Right, right. It just is smelly and humid and, like, gross. 
And um, then, okay, so so let's get to the camping scene because I have thoughts. I have thoughts okay. about the camping. Sorry, we talked about the fight before the camping scene, even though they happen in the other order. But the camping I'm gonna scene, edit this. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna edit this. I'm just gonna post it. Sorry. I'll um. So the camping scene. The camping scene. They they set up a little oil lamp because they don't want to burn the wood, which is such a which is like. That's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. The concept of like, oh no, you can't even trust the trees here is like, that makes it so dangerous. And then they have a little bit of tea and they go to bed. And then Rand can't sleep. So he's just listening. And Nynaeve crawls over to Lan and is like, hey, I brought you some tea. Also, do you want to fuck right now? Yeah, literally. <laughs> do you want me to be your wife? And then we get the epic lines from the book, from the show that uh-huh. everyone was like, oh yeah, this is book stuff. Um, but Nynaeve, I, what the, what are you thinking? Nynaeve, what are you thinking? I don't know. And that's, it is muggy. You are gross. sweaty. It's, it is gross. Rand can hear you. Yeah. Why are you trying to bone down right now? They're all so close together because They're they have so to be close together. in like Moraine's sphere. To, and, and like, I know Matt, or, or I think Perrin is like snoring a little bit and Matt might be asleep, but like. Randy, like, clearly isn't. He's, like, moving around. And she does not give a damn. She's like, it's now or never. We might die tomorrow. So, like, let's let's do the dang thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of out of nowhere. Like, for us, we were both like, that comes out of nowhere. In, in the show, it works because they give them a bedroom. And they're, but, like, in, the, in this moment in the book, they're, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, inches away from each other. Mm-hmm. We should also talk about before they go to bed, um, they're, they're, the uh, Matt and Perrin are ruthless. Matt and Perrin are absolutely ruthless. They're such little shit. Because Perrin's like, so um, it's not like dancing with Aram, is it, Egwene? And Perrin, and Rand is like, Rand's like who's, who's Aram? And Matt's like, like, oh, do you want to tell? Do you want to tell Egwene about Elsa? And Rand's like, I'm going to bed. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what? Do I, what? <laughs> um, Nerdy Nightly, did you shed a tear when Rand pretended to be a, to sleep to avoid seeing Nynaeve cry? Nynaeve, no, I Nynaeve, it's your fault. I have, it's not I'm, the time. It, I, uh, Nynaeve and Lan work for me. I get why. I get why they're into each other. Totally. It's not the time. It would be so gross. I love. Uh, I love. I love having sex with my wife. I'm gonna say it. I really do enjoy having sex with this woman. Thank you. But I in the heat that. of summer, when it is muggy and we're both kind of gross in bed, we don't have as much sex because it's just not as pleasant. You know, we save we sex have, for the shower. We don't have air conditioning. You know, we have a cold basement. Maybe we'll go have sex down there on the phone on our in like our workout area. But like, uh, we're not no. having we're not having muggy, sweaty sex because it's not pleasant. No. Also, these four people that you think of as like children can wa- are, are there right, literally right there. Like, Nynaeve has a voyeurism kink. She wants an audience. Nynaeve is all about that audience. Uh, Samantha, thank you for that super chat. Uh, before your book to show recap, you should watch Brandon Sanderson's podcast uh, where he discusses the first four episodes. It's episode 27. Ooh, I'll have to check that out, Samantha. Thank you, Samantha. Thank, thank you, you for the that. super chat. Um, um, oh, wow. I, maybe that, it is a voyeurism thing. Maybe. And, like, hey, you know, we don't kink shame here at the Nerdy Nightly. We don't kink shame. Um, but, like... I, but but like the voyeurism thing has to like you gotta consent those those kids don't wanna don't wanna um I I don't think she implies what you think she implies what else could she imply in the she, moment okay, though okay she like comes over and um she's like I should have known you would be a king like mm, um uh not a king just a man some women don't ask for land or gold. Just the man. That is that is a proposition of sex if I've ever heard one. That if yeah, if I came over to you and was like, that's yours. Oh, I uh, don't know who that is. Is so it a delivery? It might be a delivery. Yeah. No, to answer it, it's the, this is our podcast. I leave to Hello? go get packages. 
Okay. All right. Give me your phone. I'll go. I'll here. be back. I'm not going to lock myself out this time. I here, uh, let me just. Yeah, my, my husband's going to come Hi. get you. Where are you? Hi. Hi. Uh, he's not going to lock himself out this time, thankfully. Um, hopefully. Actually, I, you know what? I promise. I promise absolutely nothing. Um, this is the Nerdy Nightly, where um, uh, delivery people can never find our apartment. Uh, <laughs> but, like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Like, just, the, like, the man. Like, that's, come on. And he, then, then Lan is like, and the man who would ask her to accept so little would not be worthy of her? Guys. Guys. We know exactly what's going on here. We, we know. We know. Nynaeve wants it. And I do not blame her. Lan mm-hmm, is hot. Lan is hot. Mm-hmm. If Nerdy and I were ever in a situation. Eh, mm, anyways. Um. Look, I I know marriage, but like with marriage comes comes the bone and down, comes the fun bits, right? It's come on, come on, guys. It's uh, it's obviously like meant to be like more of a period thing and being like, yes, I want to like marry you. The marriage implies bone and down, okay? All right, all right. <laughs> and poor Rand, poor Rand is just like sitting there listening, like, oh God. How do I get out of this situation? Like, what is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she basically... Or he basically turns her down. Like, he he's he, he says the lines from the show that I thought... Uh, I, I mean, they were so poignant in the show. And everyone was like, yeah, they were pulled directly from the book. Thank you. It's so cold outside. Did you, did you run? Yeah. Um, I didn't he, want to miss the show. I'm having fun. Uh, chat's mad because, because uh, they think that she's implying marriage, which... I agree with, but with marriage, what? with marriage comes the fun parts. You're about to die. <laughs> Wait until you survive. I'm just saying, like the t- I'm, I'm, marriage or sex, it doesn't matter. You My point is that it's about time. <laughs> if you want to propose, propose tomorrow. Nobody's so out of breath. Um, unless they want to like die, and I, I, unless they, unless she's like, I would rather die engaged to you than die <laughs> a single woman. Yeah, what but also a no, because she doesn't know that she's going to become a nice to die yet. She at this point is still a wisdom, and she doesn't wed. No, no, no. She says she says um, uh, wisdom seldom weds, but if I go to Tarvalon, it may be that I will be something other than a wisdom. But if there's an if there, sure. I, if you were to propose to me and you're like, I want you to agree to marry me, and there's a chance that I will be able to marry you back. If I do this, I'll, I'll marry you, but you have to say yes now. Uh huh. That's crazy. Uh huh. Timing. Uh huh. Timing. It's true. Nynaeve, now is not the moment for it, but she does it anyway. Angel she, Terrace says she isn't as loose like you Westerners. In the show, they literally fuck here. Yeah, they I don't do, know. They, she she barges in on Lan half naked and then spends the night in his bed. Half naked? Oh, Lan is half naked. I was like, she doesn't. No, walk on, in, in on Lan. He's half naked. naked. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I thought you implying she was naked, but yeah. So then we get these beautiful words, which are directly from the book. Which when we. It was funny when we talked about it on the show. We're like, wow, this moment. It's because it's pulled directly from the book. Where, you know, he says, I will hate the man you choose because he is not me. And love him if he makes you smile. Mm-hmm. And like, Len. Hi. It's romantic. It hurts. It's romantic as fuck. It is. It is. Um, I really hope they end up You're together. a lioness. Which, um, which again begs the question, how do they know what a lioness is? Are there lions still? Uh, maybe. What survived the breaking of the world? Lions are almost extinct now. <laughs> no, but I'm not joking. Like, 
Yeah. Rhinos are like functionally extinct right now. That's true. If, if, Lions are doing okay, actually. Nope. Aren't they? <laughs> nope. They're, no, they're not. Oh. It's bad. Huh. All right. Most no, most Saharan animals not doing great. Well, apparently the lions are fine in the post 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 apocalyptic future, guys. Ooh, don't worry mountain about lion, it. mountain lions, mountain lions. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be lions. The lion is a sigil of Andor. There's always there's always lions around. Um, yeah. So that was the that was the camping scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the fight scene. Yeah, and, and then we get to then we get to the green man, Das Green Man, Das Green Man, y'all. Uh, which it also, was... uh, one thing I want to bring up, Perrin and Lan, not sweaty. They're dry boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that Perrin being a wolf brother means he can regulate his body temperature completely, I guess. Uh, the scene was romantic, but in the show it lacks the Lan is destined to die in the blight context. That is true. Uh, yeah, that's fair. The two rivers is conservative and straight laced, says Ingletara. No, because in the first scene of the show... <laughs> Rand and, Rand and Egwene have sex in the kitchen. Yeah. The parents are like, you guys uh, do your thing and we're just in the leave. first, like In the first 10 minutes of the show, the, the Rand, our protagonists have sex. Uh, and they're from the two rivers. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. we are per, our perspective is skewed by the show, admittedly. Mm-hmm. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was reading this and I was like, she wants to... Um, and goes out. Rand is virgin. Oh, 100. In the book, Rand no, is no, definitely we know. virgin. We yeah. we know that. I mean, because, the way that they because can't... Karen is the one who knows how to talk to women, right? Yeah, no, no, no. But no, Rand is the one who knows how to talk to women. No, no, no. Perrin. Perrin definitely knows more about how to talk to. No, women No, no. I Rand. actually think Rand knows a lot more. About I don't know. I think that we should get them together, and they should talk to each other about how neither of them knows how to talk to women. <laughs> they both they both have this like like thought about the other that they're like, oh god, the other one it's is so good. It's so funny how they view one another. Do you have my phone, by the way? Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. Um, no, I actually gave it to the Amazon guy. I figured he could, you know. As payment? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. That's a nice I, tip. Uh, we work on the barter system in Canada. Gosh. Well, I mean, it has our stream running, so maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll pop in to chat. He'll be hi. a viewer. Um, we get to the green man, y'all. Um, we yeah. get to the green man. We get to the green and man. And it's so fun. Here's my thing. They, he doesn't describe, really, the green man's, like, like situation. What do you mean? But do you like, think the green man is just a giant man swinging dong? What? Well, like, why would the green man wear clothes? Oh, like, he doesn't he doesn't want to intimidate anyone. Oh, because it's just so big? Yeah. It's like an elephant it's trunk. It's, like, proportionate, just, and yeah. so it's really awkward. Yeah. If yeah, the yeah. green man is the last of his species, I mean, thank God for masturbation, right? Like, just... <laughs> oh, my God. What? It, he's alone for thousands of years. Yeah. Or maybe he, maybe he only wears clothes because, like, Maybe that's, that's how he fertilizes do. the garden. Stop that. That is too far. <laughs> no, you found the line and you crossed it. Um, you, you, you crossed it. I don't know. They're green. He's just naked as hell. <laughs> oh, anyways. Um, I bet I bet his seed. Stop. Stop right is there. fertilizer. Stop right there. Um, that's, that's enough. That's enough out of you. Uh, so the green man is like, wait a second, Maureen. You've already been here. Yeah, he's shocked. Every yeah, this thing about how you can only see him once is really fascinating. And she was like, "I I just needed you." Yeah, the need was great. And, and the the need is so great. He Come also, here, big boy. He also says something. Oh, he says to so he turns to Perrin. He says, "Well, he recognizes he's a wolf brother, uh, which is very cool." Um, he knows he knows what's up. And then Alan what? says his seat is close to the taint. 
Stop it right now. Um, oh he God. says to Rand, strange clothes. <gasps> Wait, maybe. Oh, what? my God. Moraine's seen him before. And we know Moraine can be like 40 feet tall. <laughs> maybe the last time Moraine was with the green man, it wasn't about Moraine's need. It was about the green man's need. And so this time, because it's Moraine's need, she yeah, can get there. And, that's, and that, that's, that's the loophole in the you can only see him once thing, is that the first time she was there, Stop. it wasn't about her, her need. Stop. It was about his needs. Oh my god, no. I think, guys, I think we solved the Wheel of Time. <laughs> I think we figured, we cracked it. I'm so upset right now. We're going back to the book. Um, he's <laughs> He says, strange clothes you wear, child of the dragon. Has the wheel turned so far? Do the people of the dragon return to the first covenant? But you wear a sword that is neither now nor then. And he Rand's like, dude, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, the green man is straight up like, oh, hey, it's the dragon. Yeah. This may be the funniest loony theory I've ever heard. I don't think it's that loony, Dusty Wheel. I don't. I am so upset. How did Maureen get to go twice? I am so upset right now. Oh, if you can God. only come once, then how did she come again? The green man. He's got, he's got, the, he's got. He's been, he's been alive a long time. He knows, he knows how to make it happen. You know, he just, he knows things. Uh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Tithanis, do not chat. Do not put the challenge out there oh because nerdy will do anything. The problem is, I think Amazon might watch this and be like, "Ooh, this would get us views." I mean, we're gonna steal some of these uh, these ideas. Anyways, I want to know what you think the first covenant is. Do you think the first covenant is the uh, way of the leaf? What? Read it again. He says. Do the people of the dragon return to the first covenant, but you wear a sword? That is neither now nor do then. Do the people of the dragon? What? Yeah, he asks. Do the people of the dragon return to the first covenant? Okay, so a covenant so is... So the people of the dragon, I think, is like Aiel. Do they return? Because do you think that the Aiel, Aiel used to be the oh. way of the leaf and then went full circle to violence and then came and, and he's thinking that they came back around to their roots, which was no violence. And like perhaps the Aiel and the people of the leaf like break away from one another into different factions. Because he says you wear but you wear a sword. So that doesn't make any sense. But the the but the covenant a covenant isn't like a group of people, right? Like the covenant is the like agreement. A covenant could be like a belief system, right? But the first covenant would be like the... The first covenant is probably like the first thing after the breaking of the world. So I wonder if oh, the wow. first... I wonder if the first covenant is like we... The, our experience of the breaking has been so violent. Uh, oh, something happened in chat. <laughs> don't don't spoil, please, uh, To y'all. everyone in chat who is just writing random shit to move the spoiler away from us, thank you so thank much. Thank you. We, you're the real MVPs. We do really appreciate that. Um, we are theorizing. Please do not answer these questions. <laughs> Even thank if you. we ask them, don't yeah. answer us. Yes, we're not actually asking. The first um, covenant... Wow, okay. The people of the dragon being the Aiel. I thought the people of the dragon would, in this instance, mean... I, I read it as the people who come with the dragon to the first covenant being the eye of the world. Because the first covenant to me mm -hmm. is a covenant is a is a is a moment of bonding in a group, right? So like the covenant is oh, the eye of the world because okay. the first covenant being the eye of the world, meaning the place where Sidon and Sidar came together to create the eye of the world would be the first covenant. Yeah. In my reading, I might be wrong. And then the people of the dragon are the dragon and he is always surrounded by 
the dragon, by being Taverin, is always surrounded by a posse, right? Uh, Theron had the hundred companions. Like, I feel like the dragon always comes with a team. The, <laughs> and, and by being Taverin, the, the thread of the dragon is always pulling threads towards him. And the threads on the pattern of the wheel that are pulled towards the dragon would be called the people of the dragon because they're the threads that are weaved through the wheel together. Okay. Okay, I mean, I... That, that's my reading of it, but I, yeah. I obviously could be wrong. Well, because I just... The, the But you wear a sword stood out to me. And the, the information that we know so far is that, like, the way of... The people of the way of the leaf, they're looking for the the first song, or the, they're looking for, like, a song. Um, and so I, I just... Wait, I, what about the way of the sword? No, but you wear a sword. Yeah, because Luce Theron didn't you, have a sword. Sure, but uh, like okay, but I, I mean no, like, but he's saying like this... you look, you're the dragon. Oh, hey, it's you. But hey, last time I saw you, you didn't have a sword on, because the that seems Luce Theron didn't need a sword. He 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 wielded the one power, and he ends up wielding the sword of light, which is created by the one power. But he doesn't have a sword on him. No, no, he's saying like, mm-hmm. oh, you're the dragon. Last time I saw you, you didn't have that sword. That's new. That's a new addition to your being. Okay, I, I don't know if that's it. But you wear a sword to me just is him literally pointing out the fact that, like, the loose Theron didn't have one, but you do. And that is a difference between the two of you. No, I don't think that's it, Um, personally. I oh, loose Theron was gotta... a blade master, so I'm wrong. Okay, yeah, I was okay. like, ah, that seems like a very poignant line for something that doesn't really matter. I don't know, I think that it has something to do... I, but it just reminds me of, like, loyal. Like the way that Loyal responded to the the image of him as an Aeol. Uh huh. I, I don't think that like I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that him wearing a sword is not like some... I think it's a big deal. I th- I think it's a big deal. Otherwise this I don't think this line would be here. It wouldn't matter. Right? The I think that everything that the green man does and says is like very important because the green man has yeah. been around for so, so, so long. Um, and so, yeah, because then he's, like, confused. He's like, wait, my memories are torn. Um, and then he's like, oh, no, it's gone. It's, like, he, it, it, yeah, it's, like, a moment of, like, remembering mm-hmm. that's then, that that his you mind start, is so vast. But then what would it mean? I think it has. Because he's, re- he's the reincarnation of someone who has yeah. a sword in the prologue. He kills his family with a sword. But he's like the many, many, many reincarnations of. Like he, no, Luce like, Theron is the last one. The, the one that the green man knew is Luce Theron. And what about the dragons before that? The, the green man wasn't around for those. The green, the, the green man's like 3,000 years old, right? No, he was there. He was present when they created the pool. Right, that doesn't which was mean like, that that's when he was created. He I, was just there, mm. and so he was he was tasked with guarding it because he was the one who was there. Um, I just I didn't think that the Green Man was like immortal because I, I I thought that like the Green Man was of a species that used to be more pl- um, plethoral. Probably there were probably others of him, but because they say that he's like, the last of his kind. But I think he is like a reference, kind of to like Tom Bombadil, who is just like a timeless being. He oh, might yeah. he might be the only of his kind, but he might also there might be more of them. I don't know. I don't. I just I don't I know guess, how to read into it without more information. I guess. Well, that's the thing is I wanted to bring it up because it seems like this part is very like prophesizing of like future things, and so I wanted to know if what your thoughts were on it. 
Um, See, it, it, what's interesting is it doesn't feel like prophesizing future events to me. It feels like prophesizing past. Like it, well, it feels like, like filling us in on what the last time that Luce Theron was here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's there's I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to unpack in this very small section of text here. Yeah. Um, because then he forgets about it, right? He can't elaborate on it, which is why I'm like, oh, okay, okay, we're gonna find out later. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. So we get that, and I did want to just, I did just want to, um. Just, just chat. See what your thoughts um, were on it. Oh, kid! Thank you for that. Thank we you so love much. that you love the speculation. Uh, Donkey the says there's only one dragon and one dragon reborn. Like yes, Theron was the first one to have the mantle of dragon. But don't people's but, souls get reincarnated? But over he time? is the hero of light. Which he's he, the dragon is Theron's nickname as the hero of light. Who? But Theron is not the first reincarnation of. Yeah, Luceran that's my understanding. Isn't the first dragon? There's been no. He's the first too. dragon. Really? I thought... Yeah, so so it, the dragon is like a new nickname that is given to that soul in Luce Theron's timeline. Okay, but yeah. that soul... But the soul is older is, than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, I don't... Okay, gotcha. Anyways, um, yeah. And he says the that's dark... Why, that's why in the episode... That's why everyone was like weirded out by the fact that Luce Theron in the show is called the Dragon Reborn. Oh. In the uh, episode eight, um, Cold Open. Right. Because... Technically, he was the dragon mm. in the previous turning of the wheel. But in the turning of the wheel before that, that soul happened. And the fight between that soul and the dark one happened. But he wasn't called the dragon in that turning of the wheel. Okay. The dragon is a new nickname. He probably has had countless nicknames going back through cool, the cool, turnings cool. of the wheel. Right? Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that part was a little bit lost on me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we get to the eye. We get yeah. to the eye of the world, and, uh, which is mm, literally a pool shaped like an eye. I, can we? Can we, like... Do, can we, like, skip ahead to the where we add a sex scene to the book? You want to? Okay. All right. Smut corner. This is our smut corner, y'all. I think that Rand and Egwene should have had, like, a hot tub sexy time moment in the eye of the world. In It's a hot tub. I think they should have skinny dipped a little bit as a group, and then everyone should have given them some space. And then Rand and Egwene, much like the moaning Myrtle Harry Potter bathtub scene from Goblet of Fire, I think that they should have had a little bit of hot tub time machine fun. <laughs> In the eye of the world. And I think it's disappointing in, that no one skinny dipped in the eye of the world. In, in, inside the, the pool of magic. Where else would you have, like, the craziest hot tub sex of your life than in a never-ending pool of magic? That sounds incredible. <laughs> wow, you are, uh, you are on a roll today. Where, where would there be a better place to lose your virginity than in a <gasps> pool of pure magic? Literally, where, where, where is a better place to lose your virginity? You know what? Hey, Gwen, where'd you lose your virginity? And she's like, oh, you know, I was the in a pool of, of pure magic at the eye of the world. That sounds incredible. You don't have a that better awesome. story than that. Um, uh, do do we be? Thank you so thank much, much. Um, for the super chat. Holy I hope you can see through the whole series. I would love to see your channel growing. With that said, please read up on Robert Jordan's opinion on erotic fan fiction. <laughs> would Robert Jordan be ashamed of us? Probably. Oh, you no. know what? Probably. That's eh, fine. This is, um, I want to be clear, this isn't fan fiction. This is just us trying to ha give this podcast a fun, um... Hey, we like to, we like to make this fun for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, 69, nice. Aren't you afraid of getting your fired? Of getting what fired? I'm not going to be fired, y'all. I own the channel. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I think when the stone drops into the pool, it gets, like, disintegrated. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> I don't even know if they could even touch it. Ah. 
You know what? I take it back. <laughs> you take it back. No, you said it. You've put it out there into the universe. Yeah, but that was when I thought it would be like a steamy, hot, like fun time. I like, you know, I thought it was going to be like Geralt and Yennefer in the hot tub. You know what I mean? And instead it's Gollum chasing the ring down into the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> Except Mount Doom in this one has an H in it so that it's not the same. Yeah, it's not Mount, Mount Doom. Dehoom. It's the mountains of Dehoom instead of Mount Doom. <laughs> the mountains of Dehoom. Dehoom. Yeah, very, very nice. Uh, I really wish they'd put that in the show just so that they, you could have had all of the <laughs> the actors have to say Dehoom. Dehoom. <laughs> Sorry, there's a uh, weird pop-up here. Oh. Sorry, we just got a random pop-up from uh, YouTube. Oh, apparently our stream is not very smooth. Okay, well, uh, sorry about that, guys. I mean... Is stream all right for y'all? Huh, that's weird. I don't... Uh, there's nothing we can do about that. We have the best internet we could possibly have here, so... Weird. Um, anyways, it's fine. But it seems like it's fine. Yeah, it looks like it's fine. Um, sorry about that, y'all. All right. If, uh, if it pops in and out, I just... That is what it is. I had... Is Immaculate sorry. Conception possible in pure magic? <laughs> no, it's like it's... It's like the hot... Oh, God. No, I don't want to... That's... You know what? We're not going to go there. Um, So, Smut Corner. Back to Smut Corner. So, that's where you would add a sex scene. No. No, not if it's going to burn my bits well, off. Well, you already said it. So, it's out there. Rand deserves... The Rand deserves to have his bits intact, okay? Perry Wolf, thank you for the super chat. Should have kept all the sex stuff in the show. That was cut out for nerdy. I mean, I we would have... All right. Moving on. Um, um, so... I actually don't know where I would have... Put one. Um, I'm trying to think. Because there's not very many opportunities. Like, there's, like... I, I love um, the idea of Moraine and the Green Man. Uh, Moraine, like, being like, everyone, go go in the eye of the world for a little bit. The Green Man Moraine. and I need to talk. No. And then she gets, like, 40 feet tall and, like... No. No. Uh, no. Mm. Although, I think we, we, we know Moraine is obviously... In love with Swan, right? Like, I, I don't want to take away from that relationship. It seems like a good We know from the show. Yeah. yeah. I actually don't know. You know what? I'm going to do my smut corner at the end, and I'm going to think about says, it. says uh, Rand needs to get his own taint into Sidon to counter the Dark One's taint. The Battle of the Taints. <laughs> That's actually going to be the next book in the uh, Wheel of Time. After the Memory of Light is the Battle of the Taints. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, so they get to the outer Is world. that a cucumber in your foliage, or are you just happy to see me? Claude Complex. Oh, I'm Claude sure. Complex wins. Uh, you win nothing, but you win. You win. All right, where are we at? Uh, we are at, they get to the pool. They, they, you know, they drop the stone in, and mm-hmm, they're yeah. like, oh, it dissolves. Matt and kicks a stone in. For, he's like, mess. Mm. Matt, Matt, just stop. Um, so, yeah, so we find out that it is literally a pool of magic that it was created by both sides of the one power working together, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, you know what? We have a second. Let's go outside and take a breather. Because mm-hmm. everyone's feeling super duper antsy. Everyone's very uncomfortable by what's going on. They get outside. And uh, two, uh, two, two, two cloaked figures walk over. Bothamel and Agonor. Mm-hmm. Not hashtag not in the show. Um, but horrifying. Mm-hmm. The like gauntness and then the weird like laughing like leathery mask visual thing. Hey, don't kink shame. I'm not kink shame. Don't I'm kink s- shame Baphomel. He can do what he wants. I'm saying for me, it's terrifying. I would not come near that with a fifty foot pole. Like, I, I, this feels like kink shaming. 
it just uh, that like that's the vibe I'm getting from this, and I, I just that's not the vibe of our community. We're a very open. I'm not shaming them. I'm no, I get saying I do not <clears throat> find it spicy. I love um, I I, I so. Oh God! Yeah, we keep talking about differences in show and books. I love that. What happens here is a very direct representation of the power of the Dark One and the power of the Dark One's like uh, lieutenants, and how scared Moraine is in this moment. Like yep. the shit truly hits the fan here. Yeah, Forsaken are scary. I mean, the Green Man. Uh, I'm I'm really like I, I wish we could have gotten this right because like this battle is so cool. The Green Man fighting. Bothamel and taking out Bothamel is fascinating and how he succumbs to his wounds and becomes a tree is like really freaking cool. It reminds me very much of uh, in uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time when you save the Great Deku Tree, but it uh, dies <laughs> in you saving it and it gets regrown as the baby Great Deku Tree. It's fantastic. Um, and I just, I got like, I got like big Kokiri Village vibes from all of the uh, Green Man's place. Um, <laughs> That's cool. And so... Uh, Bathamel like is like crazy, right? Like just it, like going at it. It's awesome. And then Agenor like messes up Moraine. This he he describes like they everyone flees, right? And you mm. just hear Moraine screaming, which is oh my god, horrifying. Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we get to um, baby Groot. I also I am Groot. I've been playing the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the new game on stream. I'm going to be playing it later today. If you want to come over to twitch.tv slash nerdy nightly, little plug. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Groot is, I love Groot so much. But we get to we get to Rand on a cliffside mm-hmm. and Agonor is behind him. And we get basically the climax of this book. Yeah. And it's so rad. It's, yeah, it's so different. Like, I, I don't even know where to... To start, we should go back and say that the men of Faldara mm-hmm. have marched off to war. Yep. And yep. they're going to Tarwin's Gate with mm-hmm. um, the men of a bunch of other cities. Tarwin's Gate is not at Faldara. This is wildly different. Uh, and Agamar is leading his men to uh, all of their deaths, right? Because they all die in that scene. It's very important that they all die. Remember in the books when they all die in that scene and then they adapted that to the show where they all die in that scene and they're all dead? Anyway, um, so Rand... Mm-hmm. Rand taps into the power. Or yep. no, Rand starts to see cords that are tying Agonar and himself to different places. Yeah. And he wields a sword of pure light to snap the cords, which... Wait, tele- that's in the next part. This, But this is all happening at the same time, right? Oh, I thought... No, no. Agamar, he, so he's standing there with Agamar, and one of the tendrils reaches no, out. No, Agonor. Agonor, sorry, sorry. Yeah. It, one of the tendrils reaches out and touches him, and then they are suddenly locked in, like, this death battle to, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. gain control. The Sword of Light is later on with the Dark One, potentially. No, because right? he cuts, doesn't he cut Agonor's cord? Not Agonor's, no. I thought he did that with the Dark One. Oh, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I have it wrong. But they, so... But he gets teleported to Tarwin's Gap and becomes pure lightning and destruction and he kills all the freaking Trollocs. Yeah. And the men see him. Casual. Which is adapted into the women kill themselves to stop the Trollocs from touching Faldara after the men are all dead, mm-hmm. which is just such an adaptation. We'll like, talk about, yeah, we'll talk about that next week in depth. Yeah, we're going to really sure. get into how that is the... Anyone who claims that it's like wokeness 
that has ruined the TV show. I'm like, it's not as woke as you think. No, um, it's not. And the, it's just crazy. I don't even know how to describe what happens, but Agnor, like, Agnor kills himself. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The, he does not cut the cord of Agnor. Um, he disintegrates Agnor when he takes control of the eye. I was saying yeah. that this reminded me of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone mm-hmm. when Quirrell touches Harry and yeah. then Quirrell just dies. Yeah. Because of the power, the power that Harry doesn't quite understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he says mine. Because Agnor is like, we basically learn, we, we, we learn throughout a lot of this section, but I think a little bit last time as well. We learn that the Dark One can can get to Rand and his friends, even if they're dead. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether or not they're alive or dead. In fact, it is easier for the Dark One to take hold of them while they're dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, and so Ajnar is like, I don't, I'm not going to share power with you. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the Dark One says later that well, he always get, knew it was it would be his greed. We got the interesting little tidbit that Agonor is the, like, Agonor, like, lays out the power rankings. I, anime people love to do power rankings of anime characters. Yeah, and yeah, Agonor yeah. is clearly a little weeb because he's like, let's power rank the Dark One. Dark One's number one. Agenor's a weeb. and Luce Theron were like tied for second, but I'm right there. I'm number three, I'm baby. I'm, like, I'm right there. there. I'm, so, I'm close. so close. Oh my god. Agenor's a weeb confirmed. Um, um, but I love this. I we get another reference to Ishamayel, yeah. who is like the number two. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Who I think is who is in the show. I think so as well. I think I that's Ishamayel in episode eight. Yeah. And mm-hmm. not the actual Dark One, even though it comes across like the Dark One. I'm very confused by that. Yeah. So am I. Um, yeah, but no, so, so Ajnor is just saying, like, mine, like, no, like, this is, this is mine, right? Yeah, he he's trying to steal, he is trying to steal the power, and so he gets consumed and burned up. Um, I don't Robert think- Jordan made a canon list of power rankings. So Robert Jordan, also canonically a weeb. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. Love that for Robert Jordan. I love Wheel that of Time us. is kind of anime. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, this, so... He has a struggle with Agenor. Then, yeah, he is mm-hmm. kind of like transported to the battle uh, with the people called Dark. All kind just, of ass. just annihilates, mm-hmm. annihilates them, and is. And when uh, we were both reading this, mm-hmm. in the moment we were reading it, we thought it was some kind of flashback. I didn't. You did. I thought you said yesterday that you did. No, I. I oh, I thought like for a second it was. That's a what flashback. I mean. Yeah, yeah, but you, while we were reading it, we were like, "Oh, this seems like it's like a flashback, maybe to a different like war or something." Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right. And and then we realized later on, obviously, I thought Rand it was a flashback to Luce Theron's final desperate fight. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, I thought it was a flashback. It's not a flashback. Very cool how they tied it in. with But the it's clearly Tarwin's gap. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, and then and then and then the dark one. Is there? Yeah, I think I think it's the dark one. This time it is the dark one in the dream. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because they dream walk again, mm-hmm. and then he denies the dark one in the dream world again. Mm-hmm. And oh, and this is where he cuts the cord with the sword of light. Yes. Yeah. So the sword that's not a sword. The sword that's not a sword. Exactly. Right from the prophecy. From the the sword prophecy. that's not a sword cuts the cord, mm-hmm. which releases the dark one. I think. And so I think the dark one might be out now. No, I think I cutting think... the cord might. I think I think that <gasps> cutting the cord is the breaking of the seal that they yes. find broken. Oh yes. my god! I think so. The so. cutting of the cord breaks one seal of the seven. Yeah, I think. Oh shit! See, here's the thing: I don't think the dark one can be defeated while he is being contained, and I think that Rand actually inadvertently might have started setting him free, so that he can so that he can eventually be defeated. I don't think oh. he can in this like place that he exists 
right now. I don't think he can be defeated. And yeah, so I think that that was the like breaking of the seal. But it 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 but it weakened the dark one for probably for a few moments. Mm. And I mean moments. I mean like maybe like weeks or even months. I feel like it severely weakens him. But it's like Voldemort. Right, who who loses a Horcrux and then is in this very weakened state until he can get to his next like Horcrux and like piece his soul back together. Oh shit! Um, I definitely think J.K. Rowling took a little bit of that. Um, yeah. So so and any and um, there's this like text that says it is not here. I will take no part. Only the chosen one can do it. Must be done if he will. Not here. Right. Mm-hmm. There's like this not here. All caps. Um. Also, uh, we uh, we get to see his mom. Yes. But his who's m- not his mom? Yes. We know as show watchers who that that's thinks, not his mom. Yes. Yeah. Who he thinks is his mom, the person who raised him. What's interesting is that the dark one doesn't prod at him about that. Because so, the yeah. dark one knows. It. I. I felt like the dark one. It would have been a good tactic for the dark one to like pierce that like insecurity of Rand's no because not in this moment because the dark one is using his love and compassion for this person he believes to be his mother it doesn't actually behoove Mm. him to sow doubt in this moment it behooves him to manipulate him being like look I can torture your mom all I want unless you bow down to me right which is like super horrifying um and so yeah the light wills it and um yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, like, the, the Balsamon, like, Rand oh, is able Hopping, to... Oh, Hopping is saying Ishamayel is in the prologue. So we have actually seen Ishamayel in the book. Yes, Yeah, talking to Luster. That's true. Prologue. I went back and re- read the prologue because everyone was like, you need to reread the prologue. And I did, and you are right. Yeah, yeah. we thought it was the Dark One. It's, but it's, I, because when I was reading it, I didn't know that Ishamayel wasn't the Dark One. Because mm-hmm. the Dark One has so many names that I just thought it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just thought it was another name for him. But, yeah, Rand is, like, able to, like channel his void thingy um mm-hmm. he's, he's like chill he's like yeah no i'm good i deny you he finds he finds the light flickering in the darkness and he he, he goes to his void mm-hmm. um where i go there, whenever my wife there is asks me to do something yeah and he notices this like pulsing She's totally ignoring me. i love you i love you too um uh he notices the pulsing cord and he has this sword that then he shivers with it, which is like which is the seal break. Okay, okay. Which I think, yeah, yeah I think is what's happening here. And then he and then he like wakes up, and Agador's body's there, and he's like, <laughs> I killed somebody. He's like in somebody's greasy ashes. Yeah. Oh, it's the description of that's so awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And so he runs back to uh, he runs back to the eye, and Moraine is there with uh-huh. Egwene and Nynaeve, and they now know that he's the Dragon Reborn, I mm-hmm. guess, or that he can channel. Actually, they don't know that he's a Dragon Reborn. They just know that he can channel. Yeah. I don't think Moraine... Moraine and Lan know that he's a Dragon Reborn. I don't think that Nynaeve and Egwene know that he's a Dragon Reborn. I think they just know that he's a channeler. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, yeah, Aganor, uh, he like, he died. It was so weird. I don't know what so happened. So weird, he just died. So weird, y'all. So Aganor weird. just, I don't know, he like fell off a cliff. I don't know, I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That. Um, well done, Rand. Matt and Perrin come out, and they got some. They got some treasures. Uh, they got um, a banner with a image on it, and I loved this so much. I, you and I talked about this last yeah. night. I love the image, the moment with the banner so much in Robert Jordan's writing mm-hmm. because he describes a dragon, and Rand is like, "The fuck is that?" Yeah, he's like, "Oh, it <laughs> looks kind of like a lizard, scaly thing." Yeah, like yeah. The, Claws, that's cool. And I love the concept of the word dragon 
being so removed from what we understand what a dragon to be yeah. that he can't even piece a dragon to a, the description of a dragon. Yeah. Um. Uh, Vincent Mize is yelling loot. This yeah. is the D and D moment mm-hmm. where it's like the po- they've beaten the they've beaten the boss. Yeah. Um. They did it through like a really lucky dice roll. Mm-hmm. Like Rand should have lost, but he got a nat twenty, and uh, now they get to loot. Yeah, he made his he cast his wish spell and it uh, worked. Luckily. Yeah, and so um, I, I really I really loved um I really loved them not knowing what the dragon was, but that like they it's like oh that's what a dragon is, and they're like oh cool chill great yeah yeah I I love I yeah I love that moment we get the seal which is broken mm-hmm. um which is made out of literally unbreakable materials yes. and, and honestly like this version of it is really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I wish they had brought up the seal of the Dark One's prison in the show. Or maybe they didn't. I just don't remember the line. But. Well, we were given this, like, material that was broken. Yeah, but it, they didn't specifically been, say that one of the seven seal. seals on the Dark Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get the Horn of Valer. Or Valer. Or Valer. Valere. The Horn of Valere. Um, <laughs> you have to say it like that every time. The right? Horn of Valere. And uh, it's not just under the chair. No, it's it's not under a chair in uh, Faldara. Why why change that? I don't I like because and and I was telling you this last night. The 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 the, the horn being under the throne kind of bugs me. Yeah. Because everybody's looking for this horn, and they have been every couple hundred years. There's a hunt for this and thing. People <laughs> knew where it was. There's yeah. like a number. There are there are enough people at Faldara who know where the horn is that one character can turn to another character and go. Do the thing that you need to do. And he immediately is like, oh, yeah, the horn. I got to go get the horn out from under the chair. If, an, if, 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 I, I just don't understand. This is, this is a change that I'm genuinely, like. Confused. Because like, you've ruined the, because you kind of ruined how mythic the horn is. Yeah. By having people know where it was the whole time. Yeah, we have talked about changes that the show has made. And we've been able to, like, ostensibly reason out, you know, okay, I can, I can understand why they did that. Right? This one, I don't know. I mm-hmm. don't know what they were thinking. It makes it because Moraine could have brought the horn back. Yeah, right? like, it's it's not like they didn't go to the eye of the world it, in the show. Yeah, it makes the horn so much less effective, and it's like people have been looking for this thing forever. Dusty Wheel says it's hard to explain until you keep reading. Okay, fair on, enough. On the on the other side of it, the they could, but they could the, have brought the, sh- the horn the back show from the, the, and and I think that it would work if the show had made the horn seem like anything. The book talks yeah. about the horn the whole time. You hear about yes. the horn. There's people the going to Ilian to hunt the out. horn. There's the horn, the horn, the horn, the horn. Mm-hmm. I remember watching the show and they're like, "Oh, there's a horn," and I was like, "Okay, what what is it?" I've you've yeah. never mentioned the the mythology of it is so unimportant to the show. Mm-hmm. It's just unimportant. They and you know it's unimportant because they never bring it up. Yeah, ever. Tom Marilyn never tells the story of the horn. Like, th- there's so many ways the show could have made it Just a thing slip. that shows up. They're like, it oh, yeah. that's that thing that we heard about. That's the horn. As opposed to, like, yeah, MacGuffin. And, they- and I was like, oh, God. Like, the worst kind of MacGuffin is one that you introduce as a MacGuffin. <laughs> it, it, it's the worst kind of MacGuffin. Yeah, in every yeah. storytelling. If you just are like, this is going to be important later. Here it is. I'm like, well, f- okay. Yeah, cool. and look, like there is, there was ample opportunity for them to take, for, for the horn to, I mean, I guess Pat and Fane gets it at the end of the show. So there is that to deal with. But the, the, the worst part of it is like, they had this thing that mm-hmm. breaks in the show. The horn could have been there and they could have taken it from the eye of the world. Like they, they could have taken it from I that I guess they place. don't, they, they, the show doesn't show Moraine and Land making it back, so maybe they didn't. I just think like mm. you have the same reveal if the horn. 
Oh, wait, no, you have to have the horn there already. Because Pat and Fane has to steal the horn now. Why now? Because the men of Feldara are all dead. They can't send anyone with the horn to take it to Ilian. And so, because... Oh, it's... You know what it is? Thank you for that super chat, Darrow. Thank you so much for the super chat. I can explain why they changed where the horn was. They wanted to kill off all of the men of Feldara because they thought right. that it would be epic. Right. Not realizing they didn't have the budget to make it look good. Yeah. And so... The men of Faldara's dying meant that there's no one to take the horn to Ilion where Paddenfane will steal it from them later or whoever right. steals it on the road to Ilion. Yeah. And so in order to have the horn get stolen by the Dark One now without the horn having to stay in the hands of our heroes, because it clearly gets stolen from someone else, they had to change where the horn was because when Moraine and Land get back to Faldara, everybody's already dead. And so it's the change. I think it's the change of what happens at Tarwin's Gap that changes what happens with the right. horn. Right, they wanted to have a battle scene. Yeah. Because... A battle scene. Because... They wanted, they wanted to have an off-screen battle sequence. Yeah. Because we know we we get back to Faldara and everyone's fine and dandy and alive. I mean, for the most part, obviously. But, like, yeah. you know, there's... There's... Hmm... I don't know. It's just yeah. disappointing. I, I the, the horn is such a cool... The horn the, was poorly handled. Because when they open the box in the book... Mm-hmm. And you've th- th- hundreds of thousands of people are looking for this horn, right? Yeah. Hundreds are gathering in Ilion for look for this horn. Yeah. It's mythic. It's huge. When they open the box and it's it is the horn. It's like oh my god, they found the horn. Yeah, they, they found it. It's here. Yeah. In the show, it's uh, wh- is that a horn? <laughs> Why is there a horn under and this chair? And I, I understand that for people who are book readers watching the show, it's very mm-hmm. exciting. But the majority of people who watch the show probably haven't read the book just because of how TV numbers versus book numbers work, right? Mm. And opening the box and just it being a horn. And I was there. I was sitting next to you going, oh, is that a horn? Okay. Yeah, yeah, All yeah, right. exactly. Um, Kid, thank you so much for the From super today's chat. reading, there's a lot of story to fit into 60-minute finale. They run out of episodes. I think they wanted to do a battle, but COVID. Oh, I understand why. I totally get that. Yeah, I totally yeah. get that. Yeah, 100%. Um, just wanted to thank you for holding the book club. There's so much to discuss, but no one wants to spoil anything for you. It's still fun watching you sort this out for yourselves. People want to spoil us. <laughs> Thank you, Adam, so much for the. But thank you, Adam, chat. so much. Uh, people try and spoil us, but we got we got mods and we got we got not just mods. We got, we got good mods. chat. We, we got, got a, a good community. We got a shout out. Shout we got out our, our mods. narcs. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out our mods. Thank you for yeah. doing amazing things. We adore each of you, and yeah, thank you for Monkey Shalish and Dakuna. Thank you for everything you do. Yeah, and thank you <laughs> everyone who's become a narc of the nerd table, and everyone who's here. You know. Trying to help it remain spoiler-free. We appreciate the heck out of you guys. Uh, Sir Blaze says 90 million people have read the books. I retract what I said about... uh, (laughs) I I retract. Mm -hmm. I take... uh, Sir Blaze, you're correct. Mm, I would like to print a retraction in tomorrow's paper. Uh, That is a lot of books sold. Robert Jordan. Yeah. You know what, though? Considering the quality of the writing, it's not enough people. Everyone, Wheel of Time should be a mandatory reading in school. Why Why do I have to read... Um, Catcher in the Rye. Catcher, why, why do I need to read Lord of the Flies for this the is, third well, time? Well, Lord of the Flies is well written. Uh, three times. I Catcher have to study the trash. in school. Um, okay, I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe we should we should take some of the uh, books that are written by uh, old racist white dudes who maybe whose writing we shouldn't hold up uh, and uh, we should uh, give that time to good books um, written mm. and maybe, you know... Maybe English classes should teach a book written by a person of color. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation to have. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so uh... Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Other, I, 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 yes, I do. I hate Catcher in the Rye. I think it is... Didn't read it. I think Did that not. you could, um... 
you could keep a lot of homes warm if we just burned all the copies of Catch in the Rye, and you it would could, be a like, better use of paper. Like we could save a lot of toilet paper if we just wiped our asses. That's not a com- that is not a comfortable <laughs> that is not a comfortable paper to rub on your butthole. Have you tried? I will <laughs> never. Do you can you imagine the paper cuts you would get from wiping your ass with Catch in the Rye? No, no. <laughs> I'm gonna just not. Uh, I'm nah. just I'm gonna just not. Ninety million books sold of the whole series does not mean ninety million book readers. Well, you don't know that though, right? Because well, like a library copy can be read by a hundred thousand people. Yeah, it's tough, right? The, the yeah. fact that libraries exist make those numbers difficult to know. But yes, getting I, into yes, the... I, I that was a that was a slight dig at Lovecraft. <laughs> I here's the thing: Lovecraft created a lot of really cool stuff, but Lovecraft was intensely racist. And as someone who uh, does not jive with that, um, that was a weird way to say that. I, 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 I yes, I, I think that we should do a better job of um if you're gonna read lovecraft read lovecraft but also acknowledge that he was a, a deeply deeply wrong man it's yep. impo- and it's important that we acknowledge that right it is important oh, yeah, yeah. and I, I i see it in the backlash to the cassian on the show like people don't want black people to be in the wheel of time and they totally fit right I, yeah i'm like why literally like them having pater skin has absolutely nothing to do with the incredible story that is being told here so and i'm gonna be uh, this check might yourself this might be controversial I don't know how many people in our chat are upset about the racism behind the show, but just know that we don't agree with you here. We are very pro the casting. I love a, I yeah. love all of the casting of the show. Oh my god! First of all, the cast is so hot. Second of all, they're <laughs> all where I was going insanely that, yeah. talented. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't care what really the actor looks like as much as I do what they bring to the table in terms of their chops and like. He, they they crush it. But also, crush I want to say that three thousand years from now, there won't be any white people. Surprise! That's not how genetics work. White is not uh, going to be a dominant gene moving forward, and that's probably for the best. I sunburn so easily. Well, but there's not going to be like all like if three thousand if humanity survives three thousand years into the future, because of how multicultural we are right now. <laughs> There isn't there, all of our races are going to be different, and, yeah. and like the the racial dynamics of a world three thousand years from now are going to be so wildly different from the racial dynamics of mm-hmm. our humanity right now yeah. that to say that the wheel of time people should be racially one real world race is absurd. There's it, the door. There's no existence yeah. three thousand years from now where our current racial dynamics matter. Mm-hmm. So wheel of time shouldn't be built on that, and the, it, it literally doesn't matter. Yeah, it just it doesn't. Like, can you imagine? The only characters who should be white in the Wheel of Time are the Aiel. That's it. Because they're gingers, right? Right. And because they're, they're they they cover themselves in shrouds in the desert because of their pale skin. That is the okay, only. Fair. Yeah, the, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, that is the only one that matters. Yeah. Everybody else. It's three thousand years in the future. Who gives a flying fuck? Probably more than three thousand. Anyways, the, I cannot imagine land. And being we dropped played. thirty viewers with me saying that. Bye. No, it, it's been going up and down. We've been pretty consistently at 700, and we dropped 30 viewers when I said that. We're going to talk later, but we're back up at 7-Eleven. Just don't. It goes oh, okay. down. Don't. I'm assuming. No, no, but I'm assuming there are people who left. And um, if, you, if, if, if there's no one who left, then we've cultivated the right community for the people that we want to surround ourselves with. Absolutely. And if there are people who left, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. We are very pro 
every culture and every race being presented in every yeah. piece of media. Could you here? imagine Lan being portrayed by anybody else? No, Daniel no. Henny nails it. Perfection. Yeah. Like fuck it, yeah, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I I just wanted to say that I wanted I want everyone to be very clear about where we stand, and yeah. our stance is that the casting of the show is was really well done, and I love. Yeah. I'm going to miss Barney Harris. I think that his Matt was really he nailed the portrayal. Yeah. Having read Book Matt, Barney Harris crushed it. Yeah, I wish though we had gotten a little bit more of the playfulness in the show because Matt gets left behind, obviously for reasons, mm-hmm. obviously. We don't get his return to that, like, playful, jokey Matt that we enjoy. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Which, I'm sad. And obviously, that's not the show's fault. You know, he got left behind. The actor, like, the actor just... He left. There was, there was a thing. And we wish him all the best and hope everything is okay with him. But that is one thing that I was, like, kind of a little bit sad about. Is that, like, we didn't miss his... We missed his, like, return to the Matt closer to, like, the beginning. Right. Yeah. I, I honestly, like, I just think that Barney Harris, he was great, and yeah. I, I hope that he's well. Whatever is going on with him, I, I really hope that he's well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because yeah. um, I I thought his portrayal was really spot on. Yeah. The only person who I think's portrayal is is hampered in the show is Perrin, and that's just because he doesn't have anything to do. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. given a lot, unfortunately, and uh, you know they didn't have. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I I put that to like time and priority, I guess. But yeah, I just wish they'd given Perrin more of an arc. Um, but, but let's let's get into the end of the book. Yeah, we head back to Faldara, and this is something that the show doesn't do that mm-hmm. I'm uh, that I wish they had was that the blight is fundamentally changed by the victory at the Eye of the World. The blight, oh, like oh. when they are when they're coming back to Faldara through the uh-huh. blight, the uh-huh. blight is fundamentally different. It's still there. It's still it's there. It's still bad, which is important. But uh, uh, it is clear that a victory has been won by the light, mm-hmm. and that is. It, Matt Rand is of the impression that it's over. He won. He and did like it. spring is there, yeah. and like that's and the whole such... world has changed. Yeah, literally the whole world Everything. has changed. Because I was like, how the hell do the hu- how do the hell do the normal people survive fourteen books of this like bleak winter? No, yeah, no spring. It's it's because yeah. they finally got spring in. Yeah. I, th- this is the stuff that like it's so juicy. It's so, but it also it also I I, I like giving them a victory. The yes. show portrays it as this huge loss. Everything, yeah. Everything yeah. at mm-hmm. the end of the show is bleak. Mm-hmm. There's no light at the end of the t- at the end of the season, and yeah. the book. There's this big light. There's a big fight ahead. There's a lot that needs to be done, but there's a big light too. Yes. There's there there are crops now, and and granted, the show never and part of it is the show never allowed us to like feel like the world was. Well, the winter. You know, they talk about that the winter had been particularly long and hard. But the book, everywhere they go, people are suffering. Yes. Tarvalon does not feel like anyone is suffering. Yeah, you can't, like, buy fresh yeah. vegetables. You know, yeah. the food that they're eating is all, like, uh, right? And and it affects it affects everywhere that they travel throughout this first book. And <laughs> Typhon having... says, well, they didn't make the blight dangerous when they, were there, when they went there, so they can't make it not dangerous when they come back. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah. I don't... Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, it was, it was such a beautiful, like, giving hope in moments like these, especially when the stakes are so high, uh, I think is super important to keep people going throughout. Ben Flint, thank you so much for that super chat. We thank appreciate that. Thank you so that. much, Ben. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's so kind of um, you. Um, I also love, like, the men of Faldara come back from victory. <laughs> 
and it's it, the, the end of the book is a celebration. It's yeah. end of a new hope, mm-hmm. right? The the Death Star has been destroyed, but the Empire is not gone. Yeah, and the you know there is a bright future potentially for the rebellion. But there's a big fight coming. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I like, I, I really like the book version of this. I like that Algamar is, you know, it's celebratory and mm-hmm. they have the horn. And the, the, the book ends with this celebration, 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 celebration up until the point where Rand is like high on life. And then Moraine says, yes, the first battle. And Rand goes, oh, I Oh, I yeah, didn't. And this and is the first battle. The you know, mm-hmm. it, it's like she like put one of those little metal stoppers on the candle and the candle goes out mm-hmm. instantly for Rand. Mm-hmm. And Rand's whole life changes in that moment. Yeah. His whole worldview changes in one realization. And that's the moment where he realizes I can't go with you. I can't go back with you. Yep. I have to go do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And he says that to Egwene. Like he gets to say that to the characters that matter to him, and they accept it. Yeah. They, and Egwene's like, are you sh-? like what? And he's like, no, I I have to do this. And like they, they, <laughs> the people he cares about accept his choice. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Moraine at the eye, you know what I mean? Like it's like everyone is not everyone, because Perrin and Matt have no idea what's going on with him, right? But like <laughs> yeah, the, they're the, like, wait, what? The people who matter here accept his choice, mm-hmm. and that is so powerful and such a like res- the, the characters around him show him so much respect in yeah. doing that. And mm-hmm. I really I love those final moments so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. It's a really beautiful end to the book because it's also sad. Um, but there's there's a, a lot to celebrate there. I think that when things are always dark and gritty and hard and difficult, that it becomes a slog to read. I think yeah. having these moments um, are, are super important, super duper important for, for carrying a series forward. Yeah, oh, um, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I, oh, yeah, we I didn't talk about Loyal singing. Oh my god! First of all, Loyal is not stabbed. Loyal can't be dead, right? Loyal cannot. Patton Fang stabbed him, but he can't be dead. He obviously no. is going to have to be in the rest. Yeah. And then the but Loyal sings the tree song. Yeah. Oh my god! Beautiful moment. Oh I was god. that that was the most emotional I got reading the end of the book. Yeah, for yeah. me the two moment that was when the green man died. I was like, oh darn! But the song, mm-hmm. the song, and Hopper. Those are the two things where I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. Hopper uh, got me. Yeah, Hopper, yeah. Hopper got me. But this song was so cool. Like, it was just, and I was trying to imagine it. I was like, I was, and, and it was like, I couldn't, you know, it was just yeah. something that, like, I'll probably never experience. But, like. Well, and I what I love uh, about it is that, wait, I Have the World came out 32 years ago on our last episode. Well, yeah. Because- our last episode was the 32nd anniversary of these books. Last week. That's wild. Oopsie. Um, um, lo- uh, the, like, the, the idea of a song that is so good that you don't recognize the passing of time during the singing. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I love, yeah, mm-hmm, I love that. I can't, yeah, I can't believe he didn't have, like, a moment in, in the, yeah, the show did lie out a little bit dirty, especially at the end there. Well, yeah, and um, John Long, that same as he was stabbed with a dagger of Shadar Lagoff. Well, yeah, because we know... Oh, 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 oh! What? Oh, my God. Okay, so in the book, Matt still has the taint of Shadar Lagoth, so they have to get him to Tar Valon in order to get the the, the Shadar Lagoth out of Matt. Mm -hmm. But they don't have Matt anymore because Matt is already at Tar Valon. So what is the rush to get the crew from Faldara to Tar Valon? To save Loyal. It's that Loyal has been stabbed with the taint of Shadar Lagoth. That's that's what they've done. So because Matt was taken out of the show... They wrote Loyal getting stabbed with the Shadarla Goth dagger to justify the 
quickness with which the party is going to have to get to Tarvalon at the beginning of next right. season. They've replaced the taint in Matt with yeah. the taint that is going to be put in Loyal by that Yeah, dagger. because we know, like, like Maureen is like, don't touch it. Like, no, like, no one can... Like, the blade is is itself is tainted. You get, like, pricked by it, and basically you're done for. Um, and I wonder how that, like, works. Yeah. I wonder how that works in an Ogier. Um, you know, I wonder if Ogiers, if there's a different... Because you, re- you have to replace the urgency with something. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you don't have Matt. And uh, I... Well, okay, but they're saying... Eric is saying if he's cut with that thing, he's dead. In Ogier, the book. Ogier, Ogier, in no, the book. no, 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 no. But a human would be. But Loyal isn't human. That's true. So Loyal might be hardy enough. Mm-hmm. If, like, Perrin was cut with the Shadar Lagoth dagger dead, right? Because he's human. Well, he's a wolf brother. He might also be hardier than the average person. Who knows? But a, a, a Ogier might have just enough hardiness to... To survive to the to trip get to, Tarvalon to Tarvalon for the show. And and then you... Mm-hmm. um, And then you kind of undo the problem of, well, Matt's storyline is what drives the urgency of the next moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and that's how we can move forward with Matt being left behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that is definitely a plausible... I think it's plausible, right? I think that it leaves open the... It leaves open a possibility for them to kind of move the plot to the next thing in the season two mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. Matt being there. Yeah. Um, Glenn, thank you so much for the super duper chat. Um, I, I agree. I agree. Um, oh, Hopper's death Hopper, is what made the White Cloaks land on your permanent shit list? It's like the White Cloaks to me are like... Um, um, Oh god, and now I've forgotten the name in Skyrim. The the elves, the high elves, the the name of the mm, you see them walking around and you you kill them because they always have a prisoner. I played this game all the time. The white cloaks to me are basically like you know from Skyrim, the Thalmor. Thank you, the Thalmor. Dusty Wheel is stealing our theory, so I think that we can sue the Dusty Wheel. I will see you in court. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can have it. The Thalmor, yeah. The White Cloaks of the Thalmor. I hate them all. Oh, in Skyrim. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I yeah. missed the Skyrim part, and I was like, "What game are you talking about?" Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think. I think that like, because they, they, yeah, it, it makes sense to me. No, I, that's to a, give them motivation to move the. That is a really good guess. Um, and yeah, yeah. and and it will give us an opportunity to uh, learn more about the dagger in the show. Um, and also, Moiraine can't go with them. Because she's not allowed to go to Tarvalon. Wait, Moraine can't go to Tarvalon. No, she's been banished, right? But I feel like the next book, uh, Moraine's gonna go to Tarvalon, right? Right. Wait a second, that's such a huge change. I didn't even think about the whole Moraine thing. How, how... Isn't that going to be the plot of the next book? I don't know. What about Moraine being banished? Arno, thank you for the super chat. You're literally on the same page that we are. Wait, Um... oh my god. Moraine literally can't. In the in the. What are they gonna do? I don't know. I don't know. Um, there, I think there is going to be a reason. Moraine cannot go to Tarvalon in the next book. She is like needed elsewhere or something. Um, but I don't know what they do in the show then, unless she like sends them on their way to Tarvalon because they've already been there. So well, they have. Matter. They have to go to Tarvalon. They have because to. Matt has to be healed. Oh, you're talking about the book. Now. The book, Matt has to be healed. They yes. have to go to Tarvalon, to go to or Tarvalon. else Matt will be lost. Yes. Moraine does not need to be there all the. Uh... But more. Oh my god. God. But if Moraine isn't there, what if they Damn try to, like, gentle Matt? Although Matt can't channel, so I guess gentling would. But they don't know, right? Remember in the show, and this is obviously the show versus the book, but in the show, they say, like, don't tell anyone, like, 
like if the red Aja found that, they might try to gentle him. Same with like Perrin because it's things that they don't understand. Like anything that's like bad and like kind of magical is normally the like the red Aja just like nip in the bud because they don't give two shits. Like, yeah, but yeah, but the red Aja is just still men who can channel. That's their whole thing. But it, or gentlemen who can channel. But if you gentle a man who can't channel, does anything happen? Does anything happen? Like, uh, if you were to gentle someone who doesn't have the connection to the one power, would they've never felt a connection to one power, so they wouldn't get depressed about losing their connection. We also... Unless we it's, like, the force where it, like, lives in all of us, but, like, our connection to it is just different levels. We also didn't talk about in the show, Moraine is still... Or, shielded. Shielded. shielded and not in the book. Or That's still, we don't know that she's shielded. Well, I think... I Some think people are theorizing that she's shielded. I'm, I'm going to... I choose to believe that she's shielded in the show. So maybe something happens on the way to Tarvalon. Maybe she can go back to Tarvalon in the show because she's shielded already, so she she's can't connect nice to the one guy. power. So because she's cut off from the one power right now, her oath to the one power won't so hurt her. So she can her. go back. So she can go back because like her oath is being her, her oath, oath is, is tied to the one power, but the one power is being blocked from her, so she's safe. But no, but she still can't. Mm, does that mean I'm she can? So there's so much, y'all. There's mean, so much. Does that mean she can lie? Then now, I don't know. Oh, can she lie? I don't think so. I think that that's her personal cares. oath. I don't think that's like a magic oath. I think it's like no, it's her, magic. Like... She literally can't. That is mm. a, that is part of that is part of the oaths that they take. Afikan says, "What do you think about Rand is leaving in the show?" Ooh, Scode. Thank you for that super chat. They banished her as show version can heal dagger. They banished her as show version can heal dagger. Uh. I'm not sure. I don't know what that means. They Um, banish her because the show version can heal the dagger. Well, the dagger doesn't matter at this point, right? Like, it's already healed on the show. On the show. Thank you, everyone, for dropping S's about the spoilers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Brandon Sanderson Mm -hmm. apparently said still, then, that he's read season two stories. That would be... If if Maureen can never channel again, that's fascinating. I'll be... Actually, I'll be very upset if that's the case, but that's fine. Um, Wow. Y'all, the end of this book is well. The last... Let's talk about the last line. Dragon Reborn. Yeah. They did it. They reborn the dragon. Yep, they did. It's Rand. The, they, surprise. Surprise. It's, it's the redhead. It's, it's the redhead. Um, yeah, and, and also uh, I find it interesting, you know, Rand is like, yeah, I'm leaving. You know, let's agree no. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, prophecy will be fulfilled. The dragon is reborn. Also, I love that Moraine is, can literally eavesdrop with her jewel. Yeah. It's very fun. Very fun. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's a little fun little tidbit. That's it. I mean, it explains. She's like a spy, technically, right? Have we talked about what else was with the horn? Yeah, the banner and the 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 um the banner the seal. And the we talked about those. Seal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Loyal. I am stabbed. <laughs> Except he would say it like, uh, "Dear friends, I would like to point out that recently, as recent as yesterday, you know, it really started ninety years ago with my birth." <laughs> And I was born, and then I was in the steading for a while, and they're like, Loyal, get to it. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, when we got to Faldara, we left, and then we came back, and I ran into Padden Fane. And Padden Fane, he took, well, he reached into his pocket, and then when in his pocket, he grasped something. I could tell, I saw the way his, the muscles on his forearm clenched. And when his, the muscles on his forearm clenched, he clearly grabbed something. And when he retrieved his hand from his pocket, he was holding a knife. I was surprised because the knife was quite ornate for someone who was dressed the way that he was. Oh my god, oh my god. The, 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 do you remember the moment you were reading the book, you were laying on the couch, and you were like, Maureen says to be brief, and then you have this huge paragraph from Loya. 
You don't have to ban anybody, but just delete uh, delete the spoilers. Um, oh, so, uh, yeah, I, I do love that moment where Maureen says to be brief in Camelin. And Loyal, it's, it's a chunk. It's a chunk. Is so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your expectations must be high for the three Sanderson books, but don't worry, he delivers. I've never read a Brandon Sanderson book. I've d- me neither. Yeah. yeah. I need to read Mistborn. I've heard it's really good. Yeah. You should be a show writer, nerdy. I would. I would love to. You have no idea. That that's like a uh, dream. if they were like, we need you on season two. I would show up there. ready. I would show up ready. I love this book, y'all. I know. I know. I've only read it once, but like <laughs> the I, first of many times. I love the Eye of the World. Mm-hmm. I think that this book is. I, I genuinely think that this is like on the scale of the first time I read Lord of the Rings, and I don't, I, I don't say that lightly because mm-hmm. I read Lord of the. My mom gave me her old copy of Lord of the Rings when I was a kid, and it was like an obsession yeah. in my life. The, the those copies are so yellowed and frayed. <laughs> Perry Wolf, thank you so much for the super duper chat. I also think that she are these, one, these ones are mine, right? Or are these ones? No, yours? those are mine. These ones are yours. Where's yeah. my copies? I don't actually know. Did we not bring them here? There's like one over there, I think. No, that's the one that um the that's the signed one. I don't know. We still have stuff in our basement. I don't know where my copies are, but like, look at how worn out this Fellowship of the Ring is. <laughs> like, we love. I, I love these, and I, I genuinely think that. Mm-hmm. I think that Eye of the World is is remarkable. I think yeah. it's remarkable. I love it. Yeah. And I cannot wait to. I cannot wait for season two of the show. I'm mm-hmm. hopeful that without um the complications of COVID and where they were at. I'm hope I, I guys I really like the first seven episodes. I know that there's things I complain about and there's things I wish were in the show. Mm-hmm. Those complaints are not me saying the show is bad mm-hmm. because I think the first seven episodes really are special. Yeah, yeah. It was it, literally like the it's just highlight. The, it's just the finale that I don't really like. Yeah. Um. And one out of eight episodes ain't bad. And yeah. honestly, enough. The finale did enough of the right stuff to get us to a point where season two has so much potential. Yeah. And yeah, there I, is so much potential in season two, right? But I, lo- I love this series already, and I've only read one book. And I can't wait. Two weeks from now, when we're talking about The Great Hunt, I, I can't wait to be talking about more. I'm excited to talk about the full book next week. and Yeah. But, like, I, I can't wait to start The Great Hunt. And I can't wait to start The Dragon Reborn. And I, I just, I love it. I'm I'm, I've, I'm really falling in love with this this uh, book series. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me and too. reading with you is so special. Yeah. And having time for, like, reading, like, and, mm-hmm. and ha- being able to have someone to, like, talk about this stuff with. Because, like, I'm one of those people where I'll, like, pick up a book like this, and I will just power through it and not take the time to stop and think about what could this sentence mean or what Mm -hmm. could possibly be happening here and I've been loving having a a section to like analyze every week and 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 just and sharing it with like you guys Mm -hmm. who are so excited that we are like on this journey with you and literally falling in love with the series as well and it's it's beautiful and guys we love doing this so 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 much so thank you for for being here Ingleterra um, said we haven't talked about the story of Malkir. We did we did touch on it earlier, Ingleterra, uh, about the um the uh, the thematic importance of it for sure, right? Like yeah. about the thematic importance of like how the greed brought down Malkir. Yeah. The greed, um, the 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 brother's wife's greed brought down Malkir. Yeah, and how it just relates thematically to the whole idea of this book of like working together. One thing about the story of Malkir that I find really fascinating is how it resembles um, it it, it is a uh, it is it's the a retelling of the story of Luce Theron, yeah. where Luce Theron took half to the the blight, mm-hmm. and if the other half had gone, if his brother had gone with him, they, together they would have done it. But that Malkir ultimately, like yeah. part part of the reason why Malkir fell is the same reason that the breaking happened. Exactly, and yes. I love the I love the like ring 
theory and mm-hmm. how and how those two events are so similar in that like the, the Malkir's king's brother is Luce Theron yeah. saying, Hey, I need to take everybody. And the king is like, No, I'm my side isn't coming. And so only half went and so they lost. Yeah. 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 yeah it's it's I think it's going to be a continuous theme throughout the whole series because it's it's a really important one, I think, mm-hmm. and one that I don't think will ever get old. Um, I just want to say, Sex Monkey, thank you so much for dropping the Discord link in the chat. Y'all, yeah, if yeah. you are enjoying your time here and you want to join our Discord, please feel free. Uh, we do have a Nerdy Wordy Book Club section where there is a Wheel of Time chat and then a Wheel of Time spoiler chat. So the non-spoiler is where we've read up to in the books, which is a it's like a safe chat that we can enter. Yeah. And then we do have a spoiler section where we're not going to go. You guys can theorize, talk about stuff, and uh, not worry about having to spoil for anybody. Um, Argo, thank you for, so much for Argo, thank you so much for that chat. super chat. I, uh, you guys are the reason I read the book. That's so sweet. You. We really appreciate that. Um, uh, I, I, uh, Dusty Wheel, uh, we I, we will happily come on the Dusty Wheel anytime. Just reach yeah. out. We're, yeah. we're happy to come do it. We will make it happen. And thank you for <laughs> Thank you for saying our live streams are enjoyable. We appreciate it. Um, we're doing doing our best. This is how we make a living, so I hope they're good. <laughs> yeah. This is how we pay our bills. <laughs> yeah, which is incredible. Like, um, and you it's guys, thanks to all of you, obviously. Yeah, you guys are incredible, and thank you all for being here. Is there anything else we wanted? Oh, highs and lows. We should end off the stream with the Someone highs Someone wants to know what would we rate uh, Eye of the World out of 10. Out of 10, the book? Yeah. Um... Uh, honestly, like, I'd give it, like, a 9 out of 10. I'm going 9.5. Yeah, like... In terms of, like, a... In comparison to, like, other first books in a series, there's definitely room for, like, the books to get better than this. But in terms of an introduction to a world, this is one of my favorite introductions to a world I've ever read. Yeah. Like, this... Yeah, 100%. The first Game of Thrones book and Lord of the Rings are, are, in my opinion, like, the three best first fantasy books I've ever read. Yeah. Um, I think Game of Thrones gets a little lost after that. Lord of the Rings is consistently good to the end. Mm-hmm. And I hope that this goes more Lord of the Rings than Game of Thrones. I hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so highs and lows. Highs and yeah, lows. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who don't know, we have a segment at the end of our show. We talk about our high and low of the segment because uh, at my family dinner table, we would always say the high and the low because it's important to celebrate your highs and it's also important to commiserate with each other on the lows. This mm-hmm. is a three-hour episode of this podcast. Sorry about it. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I will say, uh, we always start with the same order. Clarice will give her high. I'll give my low. She'll give her low. And then I'll give my high so that we compliment sandwich. We've, we don't compliment really have lows, sandwich. but, you know, go for it. My high. Oh, wow. Um, I think this is the first section where our highs might be very different. Because usually our highs are pretty similar. I... I joked about, like, my favorite scene, B. Maureen, being like, wait, what? You did this, and then this happened. And, like, that was fun. It was fun. Yeah. But, like, I think... I think that the real... Oh, man. Oh, man. There were so many good things. I legitimately... I'm like... I don't... I don't... (laughs) God damn it. I don't even... There's so many good things. I, like... I I really don't know... (sighs) Okay. Uh... uh well then, I'll go to my low, and you can think about your. Well, high. no, okay, all right. I think my high. I think I think my high. I love that you were like, "Let's do this segment." And no, you have I know. Nothing and then I, and then I was like, "Oh no, it's this." <laughs> and then I was like, "No wait, no wait, it's this." No wait, actually, I like. Oh, this. actually, you have to do your smut corner as well. You didn't do yours earlier. I'll I'll do that at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. I think that um, my high is still that scene, but for so many more reasons than I listed. You know, obviously, Marine being like, "What?" But them all coming together. And that, like, meeting of them and the joy yeah. and the connection and the camaraderie and, like, that moment 
is was like perfect to me. Mm -hmm. That yeah yeah I'm gonna say that that is my high for the book. Uh, my high for the book is or, or for for this, for this section. section. My we'll high do... for this section is um, mm -hmm. the the chasing and the blight because it mm. is it pays off the journey that all of the characters have been on mm -hmm. and where they're at and what they're capable of now. Yeah. And those same characters at the beginning of the book could not have survived that chase through the blight. Oh wait, is this in your the same high? way? This is my high. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, my we'll do high, high, low, low, and then we'll do smart corner. Oopsie. Um, I I think um I my I, I really do believe that I think that it pays off the journey they've been on so well, and I just I I'm so in love with where these characters start and this this action sequence showing off where they are now mm -hmm. and the journey they've been on through what they are now capable of. And it really, the, 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 the chase through the blight really just blew me away. And I thought it was fantastic action writing that yeah. wasn't just pure action. It was character driven action writing mm -hmm. that really Robert Jordan just really, um, really stunned me with. I, I was, I was yeah. really, really impressed by that. Yeah. Um, really quick. Uh, Dusty will did ask what we would rate the show. We'll do that last. We'll do that last. Yeah, we'll do that last. Let's get through our lows first. We'll get through our lows. Lows, smut corner. And then, uh, Dusty will want to know how we'd rate the show. And then that's what we'll go out on. Yeah. My... Low, um, <sighs> it's weird because it's like, it, it, how is it my low? I think that the section where Rand gets away by himself mm -hmm. and kind of destroys, no, it's not Agamar, Ang Angier, Angier, Agonor, Agonor. Oh God, so yeah. many names, and destroys Agnar. That part uh, was a little bit muddy. To me, mm -hmm. um, in terms of understanding what was going on, and things were made clearer later, which I found was interesting. But um, yeah, I think that that part was just a little bit. It, it uh, hmm, yeah, it wasn't super clear to me. That part I had to like kind of reread a few times and go back and figure out what was going on there. Really cool moment, but a little bit confusing. Um, yeah, Milo has to do with the same moment, but a different side of it. Mm -hmm, where, mm -hmm. like, Matt and Perrin just kind of fled into the woods. Fair. And then they came back. I Like, what were they doing? And also, why doesn't... Why don't... After everything they've been through, why doesn't anyone trust them? I under, Actually, maybe not trusting Matt, I kind of understand. But it just kind of feels like everyone's kind of like, and Matt and Perrin are here too. And uh, mm. I do... I just kind of wish they had given the two of them something in the end of the book. Because they're just kind of like, and then they're also just kind of like in Faldara. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like from from the chase through the blight on, Matt and Perrin are just kind of like, all right, they were they they they're they're nearby, but like we're not going to tell them anything, and we're just going to kind of like we'll, we'll deal with them later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I just I kind of wish that there was some finale for the two of those characters. Mm -hmm. And the same with that, I feel like Nynaeve, Egwene, Moiraine, Lan, Ran, everyone else gets kind of like final moments. Yeah. And Perrin and Matt are just kind of forgotten. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And I know that there's so much for them later on. There's more books, but it, for sure, it's it's a slight low at the end of um, at the end of a really fantastic book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, your smut corner. My, where would you have added a sex scene? My smut corner would be that Robert Jordan apparently would be very upset that we added. Well, I don't know if that's. I I was inferring that from people. I don't know if that's actually the case. Uh, but my uh, smut corner. I would um, when uh, all of these men survive a battle that they thought they were all going to have lost. They all rush back home, and everybody just goes at it. You would have made the return to Faldara just all big a big like. old orgy. They're like they they come back and they're like, guys, the craziest thing happened. But first, we thought we were gonna die, so like, <laughs> let's get it right. Just like up and down the streets. 
in the garden. They love the All the kids are taken to daycare, and then the adults just like go to town. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. actually, no, the kids aren't even there. The kids are in. Oh, actually, no one's there. Oh no, because everyone comes back from Falmora. They were, they were, they there. yeah, they did come back. Yeah, so it's um, just like a you know. You Robert just, everyone's having a really, really disliked Wheel of Time erotica. This is not erotica. These are jokes. I want to be yes. very clear. There's a difference between we're not saying actual. This, we do not intend for you to jerk off to this sequence. We <laughs> intend for you to just kind of laugh because it, it's just us having fun. Yeah. My highest when Agenor and Balthamel show up to tell everyone that they followed the taint on Matt's dagger to the eye of the world. Oh, the that's taint. what they were following. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. That is actually really cool. Glenn, that's actually a really good, that's a good, that's a great that's high. That's a good high. It's a great high. Um, yeah. I loved meeting Forsaken. I love that, like, the word Forsaken is used. I wish the show had kind of leaned into it to, like, give us, like, the, Forsaken. the, 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 mm-hmm. the, the, the book does a really good job of, like, showing that, like, the, the Dark One isn't just Trollocs and Fades. Like, there's, like, this whole, like, mythology to his side. Yeah, that they yeah. were people who, some of them originally opposed the Dark One and were just, consumed all right um, final thing last uh, thing um rate the show out of 10 rate the show out of 10 it's so tough for me i think we did this on our spoiler chat where you know we said like i stand by what i said on the spoiler chat well and yeah the first seven before, episodes are like an eight and yeah. the finale is like a five yeah yeah like as an overall as an overall thing i think i would have yeah given the show before the finale, eight, maybe eight and a half out of ten, because I was loving it. I was loving the ideas that were brought up, and it, I was really looking forward to it every week. And I know mm-hmm. it had problems, but I cannot deny the joy that I felt and the excitement I felt for it. And then, yeah, the finale kind of drags the show down to, like, maybe a six out of ten for me, like, as a total score. Yeah, no, I, I, I genuinely, no, I, I would give, yeah, I, they're just so different, right? Like, I think that, like, the first seven episodes are an eight out of ten. Like, yeah. really, I do. I, I think that it's there's a lot of fantastic stuff in there. I think there are moments that are, like, even better than that. I think the Aiel fight at the beginning of Episode 7 is, like, much higher Amazing. than that. Amazing, I think yeah. a lot of the land stuff is really high up there. I, I really I really do enjoy it. But um, the, the finale dips so hard. Yeah. And it's, it's tough, right? It's really tough. Yeah. After how... Uh, and, and I think that, honestly, the finale is worse to me. Because I like this previous seven episodes so much. Yeah. Because the, the finale feels like a dip in quality from, not just from the adaptation of the book, but yeah. also from the previous episodes of the show. Yeah. And I find that confusing. Also, reading the, having read the book now, there's so much in the show that is not in the first book that, like, I, I hope I understand why it's adapted into it later. Yeah, I I did enjoy We're going to talk show. about that next week, though. That's yeah. going to be, like, the premise of next week's episode. Yeah, next week, y'all, we are talking about the first book as a whole. We will be doing comparisons to the show. Um, everything that is in the first book and the first season of the show is fair game. Um, uh, I, I do want to address this one question, though. Dev Setter says, has your rating changed as a result of reading the book? In the context of seeing the changes, has that made... Uh, no, because the show the show is still a TV show. It's a fundamentally different piece yeah, of art. It's not a great adaptation. I it's don't not think. a good adaptation. It's not a no. good adaptation as a show. It's a fun TV show. It's a fun. It's a fun TV show. Yeah, yeah. And I think that like if 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 your rating is based on like how well did they adapt the Eye of the World to be a season of television, it, it's not. It's that you can't rate it very high because that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. As a television show that is loosely based on the books, it's it, I enjoy yeah. it quite a lot. I like the characters a lot. I like a lot of the writing, right? Yeah. I, there's also writing that I don't like, mm-hmm. mostly in the finale, right? Um, Moraine has a tell. Oh, my God. I'll never get over that line. But Moraine has a tell. Get- the, yeah. But, like, it, it, it is tough. I, I really do. 
I really do like a lot of the show mm-hmm. in a way that I, 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 that doesn't change because it is not a good adaptation, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's only, it's, it's, but it's intentionally not trying to adapt a lot of the book, right? Like they're, they're intentionally doing something different. Yeah. And a lot of what they did that was different, I really liked. Yeah. Uh, it's M. Craig said, did you miss in the books? No. They didn't no. go to Tarvalon, so none of that would have made sense. Yeah, I yeah. think, uh, yeah, I think that, like, we're, I think more things are going to be revealed to us, and so I'm just, I'm excited to keep reading, in, in all honesty. It sucks because I want to start reading the book now, but I don't want to read it before we have our complete chat next I'm week. I'm not going to read it until after next week. Yeah, so we're not, I'm not going to read it until after next week, which, fine, okay, whatever, I'll survive. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're... Guys, we're so excited. We're gonna talk. We're gonna keep talking. This is gonna be the conversation of next week. Is really gonna be the full book yes. and the full show and the comparison. That's gonna be next week's episode next Friday, eleven a.m. Eastern. Not last night. Uh, for those of you who tuned in last night th- because I messed up the timing of the YouTube video, I am sorry about so that. Sorry. Um, but thank you for coming in and saying hi last night in the chat while there was no stream happening. So sorry. Um, this is gonna be where we end it. Uh, to the seven hundred people who were concurrent. I, I don't know why you're watching us talk about this book. I don't really get it, but thank you so much. If they like the book. It's not us. It's don't not flatter us. yourself. Don't We're just the yourself. only people talking about Wheel of Time on a Friday morning. Um, to all of you who are watching no. this uh, with us and going on this journey with us, thank you. It it This has been so much fun. The, the yeah. bright spot of 2022 so far has definitely been interacting with all of you. Um, apparently, we have 666 people watching right now. <laughs> so, uh, the number of the beast. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This is going to be so fun. We're going to be back next week with the full book one, the breakdown, a lot of more show talk. Um, You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to reread this for next week. I'm going to rewatch the show. Good call. I'm going to rewatch the show for next week. So we're We're going to have some thoughts. We're going to try and get hyper specific with what we can because obviously this was a generalized thing. Um, I I do wonder, I haven't watched the show since reading the book at all. I haven't even turned on an episode. I wonder how it's going to feel to watch the show again. I think a lot of next week is going to be talking about how, um, yeah, how reading, rewatching the show after reading the book changes our our thoughts. Yeah. I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. I agree. Um, before we head out of here, guys, shameless plug, get your gamer subs. Go to those links below. Go to those links. Use the code Clarus with two O's to get your caffeine on because honestly this stuff's really tasty and uh we do make money from it and this is how we make a living right now so yay plugs and also um, i can't believe this was a three-hour show i cannot believe this is a three-hour <gasps> i have to go get the car oh yeah you gotta go get the car and we gotta get the flower anyways oh wait my stream's in an hour haha <laughs> uh oopsie oops this went um, very long Nerdy is going to be streaming over on Twitch later. Hey, come! we're so, going to play Guardians of the Galaxy. It's come hang fun. out for that. Also, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel yet, uh, please do. Oh, you hit 1,000 <laughs> subscribers on your YouTube channel. I know. I hit 1,000 subscribers, so which is awesome. I cannot apply for the YouTube Partner Program yet because I don't have the uh, view count. Yeah, if you guys could go if you guys could go watch 2,000 hours of Clarissa's <laughs> video so she can get in the Partner Program. No, 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 no. But, like, check us out. Guys, we're everywhere. Check the links below. <laughs> We've had the absolute best time doing this with you and hopefully maybe possibly catch us on the Dusty Wheel at some yeah, point. Yeah, go follow the Dusty Wheel. Go I'm sure most people wheel. who would watch this already follow the Dusty Wheel. But, Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, come, come. Hopefully check our conversation out over there. I'm so excited to talk with them about uh, mm-hmm. this. It's it's been It's been fun. But as always, uh, my name is Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. And I'm just going to quickly throw up. These are our ads. So follow us at <laughs> nice. these. Follow us at these mm-hmm. and do something nerdy tonight. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, that's not that funny. <laughs> Every time. Every time. I love you. I love you.